for the Any Conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. One, two, one, two. This is Damian Lemon. This is Ali Muhammad. And this is In the Conversation. The podcast. We are back in business, back in your ear canal for yet another week. We Muhammad, are, We were never been? out of business, brother. Oh, we wasn't out of business, but you know what I mean. <laughs> the business is booming. The business is uh, consistent. Word. What's cracking with you, brother? Man, it's all good, man. I'm out here enjoying life. Yeah? Yeah. How yeah. was your, uh, did you, uh, how was your weekend? What you get into? I was chilling, man. Feedback, you know what I'm saying? Doing family shit, you know, washing dishes and making kids clean up. And, okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Regular, degular, life shit. <laughs> adulting, as they call it. Adulting. <laughs> I hear that. So I was adulting. You okay. know what I mean? You know, you know, then it was Super Bowl. It was Super Did you do anything for the Super Bowl? Nope. Watch that shit right in my living room. Okay. Me and my daughter, actually. Mm. Your daughter's a uh, football no. fan? Or she no, just, she's just... You're just a girl dad. Not, I mean, I've been a girl dad, but basically, my daughter... Um, She's a pop culture person. Okay. So if it's the talk of the week, you know what I'm saying? She wants to know and she wants to be in the know. Got it. You know what I'm saying? So Super Bowl, I think she discovered Super Bowl last year, maybe the year before. Okay. And, you know, she immediately took to that people be having Super Bowl parties. Okay. Now, maybe three years ago, we went to a Super Bowl party at a friend's house. So... She kind of took to knowing that, okay, Super Bowl is a big deal. Right. You know what I'm saying? We should be throwing a party or having going to a party. Right. Which we don't. Okay. <laughs> so. Was there any pull for that? Was there Yes. Any- I mean, not early on, but you know what I'm saying? She probably just didn't remember and then stumbled upon this Super Bowl. And then her little friend down the street was like. A uh, little friend. You know, they called down there talking about. She called home talking about. Can I go to a Super Bowl party with my little friend down the street? Okay. I'm like, hell no. You can't go to no damn Super Bowl party with you know what I mean? I don't know where y'all going. I don't know what the what no. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just a living room party? I don't know who, who what it was, but you know, Super Bowl party in my mind, I don't know where who the people they're going to. I don't know these people. You know what I'm saying? Okay, fair enough. You know what I mean? Um I don't know who gonna be at the Super Bowl party and who gonna be drinking what, cause usually Super Bowl party, you know what I'm saying, equates to some drinking going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know what uncle gonna be there. None of that shit. I don't know. You can't go. Fair enough. All right. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't. I don't. You know what I mean? Ain't enough information. If I ain't gonna be there, you ain't gonna be there. So bring yourself home. I dig it. So we come home. She, you know, like sitting in the. In front of the TV, complaining, we don't even have snacks. This is Super Bowl. We should let's order food. I'm like, no, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's uh, not what we do. It. We just watching the game. We just watching the game. Uh-huh. <laughs> Damn. We don't even have snacks. That's hilarious. <laughs> so me and my daughter watched the game, and um, With no snacks. No, I mean, she made some little meatballs. All right. Yeah, you know I man. Oh, so she made some shit. She quick to to, okay. to let you know. Okay. I ain't gonna wait. Right. 
I'm a, I'm a remedy that I'm a remedy this. Right, you know what I'm saying? In lieu of you know ordering <laughs> wings and all that, she's like, I'm gonna go make me some snacks I so it. I could get in the spirit. This motherfucker, wow. you know. So we did that. We watched the game together, and um, it was it was a good game actually. It was all right. It was all right. I got you know, I get into the Super Bowl. Uh, similar to your daughter, it's more about the menu than anything. <laughs> I'm be honest with you, especially this year when I had no dog in the fight. Right. Uh, I mean, I guess I was going for my homes because, you know, as uh, previously mentioned, I just realized he's a Negro. So I was like, all right, let me. uh, Nigga took it back to the 50s. Young Negro took it back to that. So I was like, let me let me root for this cat. But I was cooking my whole shit. I was uh, I was trying to figure out what I was going to eat because, you know, Super Bowl is always one of them days we could kind of get a little crazy with it. Mm Uh. So I was like, what am I going to fuck with? Typically, I do like a a crazy deli sandwich type shit. But um, this year, I made some Nashville hot chicken. Where? Yeah, I made some Nashville with the, with hot chicken. With the, like the dust? The hot dust? Not with the dust, with just the, the hot, uh, the sauce. You know what I mean? Like, basically... I guess you could dust it. I, I guess the dust must be like maybe more cayenne pepper. I well, think that's I mean, what I that thought, is. I thought that's what the Nashville hot chicken was, was like a dust type of thing. Like a, It, it depends on where you go. Like, because uh, I've had it with the little dust. Like, I've been to Hattie B's, mm-hmm. and I've been to Price's. Now, from what I understand, Price's is the OG. Obviously, outside, I mean, definitely in comparison to uh, Hattie B's. That's more new. That's more uh, broad, you know, reaching. You know what I mean? Whereas prices is in the hood. Oh, okay. Yeah, like what you mean? Hattie B's is broad reaching in audience. In audience. Okay. In audience and uh, mixed crowd. Mixed crowd, absolutely mixed crowd. Definitely a little bit more uh, in the center of Nashville. You know what I mean? More Mm -hmm. accessible. Whereas prices, you gotta gotta go out there. That's, I think that's East Nashville. You got to go to the hood. You know what I mean? It's a, it's right. a destination situation. So uh, I actually liked um, prices a little better just for, that, for the fact that I think their shit is a little bit more flavorful. Right. You know, like Hattie B's, it's really about the coating. You know what I mean? Like they really, they go crazy too with the coating, but it's like after you bite through the crust, the chicken is, it's not uh-huh. terrible, but it's, Whereas when you go to the prices shit, it's got the flavor, but then you get into that chicken, that shit is juicy, the shit is official. Okay. You know what I mean? So uh so I combined a few little recipes that I seen on YouTube. Shout out to Tia Mowry. She had an, uh, a cool one up there. Uh Tia <laughs> Mowry, uh John Twin Tia. Tw- twin, yeah, twin Tia. Tia. Like twins like Tia tomorrow, as uh <laughs> Doja Cat would say. But uh had that. I also incorporated a little bit of John Legend uh, spice because he has like a little just a fried chicken recipe where he's like, I brine my chicken like basically overnight. Wait a minute now. Go ahead. Oh, bland ass John Legend got recipes? I mean, you would, th- you would think. Yeah, you would <laughs> they think. They hidden or yeah. they flavorful? I mean, I use this brine. I use this brine and... uh. I think the shit definitely impacted the chicken. Yeah, you would think he was kind of coming with a little bit of hummus, hummus action. But nah, John, 
John fried chicken like ordinary people. You know what I mean? He, he get to it. <laughs> he get to it. And I was so excited about my brine too, dog. The fact that and I you used the brine on what? On the chicken. On so your this fried is what chicken. I did. Yeah. So this is what I did. I bought the chicken. I ain't even never heard of brine and fried chicken. Yeah, I, I did brine turkeys and you could brine whatever, I guess. Okay, but You're a uh, connoisseur. Yeah, about here, man. I'm trying to get to it. So, uh, <laughs> so I copped it. I copped the chicken the day before. Felt so responsible getting it the day before, so I could get my full brine game on. You know what I mean? Brined it in in the uh, the little mixture that he called for. Sat that shit in the refrigerator for the whole 24. Mm. And then uh, you know I fried the shit up. And then I mixed it in a little uh, Nashville hot uh, concoction. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that shit was fire. That shit was fire so much. I, as soon as I bit into it, I was like, I can't do this shit no more. This I'm like, it's like cooking crack at the house. Because <laughs> this shit is not, you know, I can't just, can't do this consistently. This is a, this. Why not? Oh, well, first of all, it's a fried, it's fried chicken. Right, I mean, you, you know what I mean? We're trying to like be on that. our heart healthy. You know what I mean? It's fried chicken. And then to give it that Nashville, that spice, the coating is like oil based. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's like, it's extreme. You know what I mean? It's, it's fucking amazing, Damn. but it's, it's definitely some moderation type shit. You know what I mean? So, I'm, uh, I mean, I had a cousin, my cousin, Chris, you know, yeah. Chris. Yep. Shout out to Chris. Chris is is a cook like that itself for he he do shit not fried shit but he cook real ass shit every day like you know what I'm saying what's that mean <laughs> real like every ass day shit. like you know what I'm saying what's okay. real ass shit Tuesday motherfucker might FaceTime you yeah man shit what's happening ain't nothing happening man what you doing man shit I'm not about to cook these oxtails yeah you know what I'm saying yep. make this oxtail soup yeah you know what I'm saying he do it all up. You sitting there watching him do it. He whipping it up real quick, mm. but because he know what he doing. Yeah. Then in the end, he started packaging the shit up. I take some from a boss. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Put some aside from a brother. You know what I mean? Okay. Then you know, all right, that's Tuesday meal prep. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Thursday come around. Yeah, what you doing? Shit, about to make these lamb chops. And, wow. I mean, it's like full on, you know what I'm saying? Real deal. Holiday ass cooking. For like a Wednesday. For Wednesday, you know what I'm saying? Like shit that it's going to be a real occasion mm -hmm. if I'm trying to start making some shit like that. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? And he was like, what you doing? I was like, I'm cooking, but not like that. He was like, what you cooking? I was like, shit, I'm making sauteing some kale. It's, well, shit, you ever tried to do it like this? And look, like, man, I, my brain don't even work like that. No, <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? My brain be like, nigga, it's time to eat. You know what I'm saying? After a whole day of just working. Right. And then by the time you it's time to eat, it's an emergency. So I'm just eating this I'm just cooking to stay alive. You okay. know what I'm saying? Right. As opposed to really enjoying cooking and thinking about it and how I'm gonna flip it and how I'm gonna make it better and I don't be thinking. My wife think like that when she get into it. Mm -hmm. But she's retired from cooking right now. So <laughs> right now, just yeah, a, uh, I mean, it's a hiatus or retirement. It's a retirement. I don't know okay. how long. You said right now, retirement but see, is but final. See, when when it comes to things like that, you ain't got no, no, you know what I'm saying? No consensus in when it's gonna come back or if it come back. Right. You just gotta wait and see. You just gotta be a fan. You're right. You know what I'm saying? So when it do come, back, you're like ah shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? But. But it's really one of those things where early in our in our kids' life, 
I worked, at, you know what I'm saying? I traveled a lot, and she was stuck home with the with the responsibilities of cooking and all that type of shit. So at a certain point, the kids got old enough, and you know what I'm saying? She struck back out and jumped back into her work thing. Right. And she like, huh, that's, a, <laughs> that's another job. You know what I'm saying? You could take over from here. Now, that's, that wasn't explicitly said, but I, right. under, I understood it as such. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, you know. My poor kids is not getting gourmet services like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? No like, oxtails? Like, like they used to, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they getting whatever, you know what I'm saying? Survival. Okay, you're going to be alive, okay? Mm. You know what I'm saying? This food is healthy, mm-hmm. it's fresh, and it's cooked. It's not a bad look, though. <laughs> healthy, fresh, and cooked. That's not a bad look. That sounds like a tagline. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Anything outside of that? No, I don't know. Yeah. I ain't got into it yet. I haven't that hasn't clicked in into my psyche of really focusing on food. You know what I, mean? I was talking about that earlier. You know what I mean? Cause nigga got the, you know what I'm saying, the hypertensions. You got the hypertensions? I got the hypertensions. Uh oh. You know what I'm saying? You st- you going on uh, medications or you go uh, right now? I'm on a on a medication. On a statin type situation. On a who? A statin? Ain't that what nah, they call it? No, I mean it? it's something else. It ain't a statin, but it's another one. It's some other shit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, just understood. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> saying? No need to be fucking with the grease. Nah, nah. I mean, you know what I mean. So, so, but for real, I was, I was like, when I first heard, you know what I'm saying? When they first told me this shit, uh, I'm like, how the fuck? I get the fucking hypertension. I don't be, I don't smoke. I don't eat crazy. Right. You know what I'm saying? But this is the only thing that I could pin it to. You know what I'm saying? I, um, again, I don't be thinking about eating. I don't. Mm-hmm. So say I wake up my routine. I wake up. Usually it's some shit that got to be done that I know got to be done. So I get up. You know what I'm saying? Get, get myself together. And then I, get to the computer mm-hmm. and get to it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And a lot of times, once you lock in to something creative, you just lock in, right? You lock in, you focusing, all right, you get a good zone going. Yeah. Ha, 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 phone might ring a couple times. You might do a little meetings and shit like that. And then, but you locked in to getting this shit done. Then you get the shit done. It's time to probably pick up my daughter or some shit. And then, you know what I'm saying? Time to go eat her is, you know, 4.30, whatever. Mm-hmm. I haven't thought about eating. You know what I'm saying? I haven't even left up from my computer. The whole day. The whole day. Eaten. I'm just, yeah. you know what I'm saying, getting it in. Then as soon as I walk out the house, like, God damn, I'm starving. Right, you right. know what I'm saying? Then you go into that mode and you might pick up a snack. Then you get back to the house. Then you throw the survival meal together. Ah. What's the survival meal? I mean, just dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like I say, might saute some motherfucking kale, some fucking, ch- you know what I'm saying? Bake some chicken. And you know what I'm saying? My 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 daughter like rice and beans. Might throw some rice and beans together. Might throw some pasta. You know what I mean? Any of that okay. type of shit. Right. You know what I mean? But but you throwing the meal together without really think contemplating this is this dinner that I'm gonna make. And um, so that time by that time, you know what I'm saying? You ain't really ate nothing, really drank nothing, maybe some coffee and shit all fucking day. And that is killing you. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't know that. And what? Wait, why? What? Because when you dehydrated, one, your blood get thicker. Oh, you know what I'm saying? It's harder for your heart to pump it. 
You know what I'm saying? You're not feeding. You're not giving your body the nutrition that it needs. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's like all that on the grind shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm on the grind, I'm on the grind. But you run it on E. You run it on E. You know what I'm saying? And while you thinking, well, I ain't eating a whole lot. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? I ain't eating no crazy shit. But you ain't eating. And you ain't drinking water. That's most importantly. Yeah. You ain't drinking water. So I think that's what, you know what I'm saying, fucks me up. I went in and they took my blood and shit. Like, damn, why my shit so dark? You ain't drinking no fluids. Damn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, your shit ain't supposed to be dark. It's shit supposed to be bright. Shit looking like cognac. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> shit looking like Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? Then, you know, when, once that shit, and then, you know, it happened. They put you, give you little pills or whatever. It's whatever, everything. Right. You know what I'm saying? Then, you know, you don't think about the shit. You feeling good. It's okay. And then, um. The other day, my heart was hurting. Like, nigga, I could feel my heart. Oh, shit. I'm like, well, goddamn. Yeah. Nigga. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> scary. That's scary as fuck. <laughs> I'm like, nigga, I'm, on, I'm easy. That's what you're nigga, praying, Lord. Nigga, I'm walking so super smooth. I don't want to uh, upset nothing. Uh, I want to extend no uh, excess energy. Man. I took three naps. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> three. I, was like, I was like, should I go to the emergency room? Oh, man. Then, you know what I'm saying? I set up an appointment to go fucking see the doctor and shit. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, you know what I'm saying, by the time I get to the doctor, I'm feeling great. Of course. That's how I be. But still, I need, but still some, I need some information. But still. And then he put me on some new shit uh-huh. where it's like a, a water pill and a high blood pressure shit together. So the water pill is so you have water in your system? Nah, or so it, it basically flushes you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Basically gets the sodium out your body through... Mm. through you know, you're going to the bathroom and shit. So right. it helps us push the sodium out of your body. Okay. That shit worked. You know what I'm saying? That shit worked quick. As soon, as I, took, as soon as, as I took the first pill, I could feel my whole shit be like. <gasps> really? Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, oh, shit. Nigga. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, so, you know, I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to get my, you know, get my eating routine a whole lot better. Yeah. And see where it go. You know what I'm saying? But I know. A lot of it has to do with my eating routine and my drinking routine. I hear you. Trying, you know, working until four o'clock and mm-hmm. then. And no sleep, probably, too. That's probably got to do a lot. Sleep right. is a big deal. Right. So you got all that, you putting all that shit together, and you ain't sleeping because you're moving slower because your whole shit is dragging. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now, after, you know what I'm saying? I got my shit back pumped up. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It's like. One, you don't need much as much coffee and shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? One, you know what I mean? All that shit add up. You can throw in the caffeine on the top of the not eating, on top of the not sleeping. Right. Then you drinking more caffeine to stay up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, nah, just drink your fucking water and eat your vegetables, nigga. You ain't got to worry about that shit. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I be on now. I hear you. I hear you shit, man. That's, that is the, uh, that's the goal. In the midst of all of that Nashville hot chicken, I did make a little spinach, sautéed spinach with mm. some green peppers and onions, a little bit of garlic. I mean, it was, it wasn't. Uh, I guess it was just the, you know what I'm saying? Because I knew I was jumping out the window, so I was like, let me do a little bit of vegetable action. But yeah, to your point, there needs to be way more of that. I get, I get into that too, where it's like, 
you could let the day go by and you realize, oh, you look up, it's two o'clock, you haven't eaten shit. Right. And it's ridiculous. Sometimes my shit, I try not to eat too much sugar. You know what I'm saying? And sugar's in so many different things. You know what I mean? So right. I try to I'm trying to figure it's really hard just to try to figure out what's a good uh breakfast that doesn't have sugar or super carbs out. You know right. what I mean? Like, you know, obviously regular cereal. <clears throat> that's a wrap. That's just a carb soup. Uh pancakes, waffles. Pancakes, waffles, that's the same shit. Yep. Uh, you know. Eggs is cholesterol, you know what I mean? It's not super carved out, but it's, you know, some, you could, you know, with moderation or whatever. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough as fuck, because it's like, well, shit, what could you, you know, unless you start doing the, uh, like, the little little mixed berries, or I try to do, like, Oatmeal. a green drink, you know what I mean? Oatmeal, like yeah, berries, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shit. When I, when I really get into it, like, Ramadan. Uh-huh. Shit, I'm not even beyond just eating a salad for breakfast. Yo, I got a friend of mine who's on some shit. He talks about it more than he really does it, but he's kind of of the mind of one meal a day type shit. You know, like he's on some, uh, he's a doctor. So that gives it a, a bit of legitimacy, even though it sounds a little crazy, but there's a, I think it comes from, you know the you know the Elijah Muhammad book Eat to Live. Mm-hmm. So I think his whole thing was like one meal a day type shit because the thing is, you know it it starts to get your fasting process going on and you tapping into whatever the the energy that you got saved up or whatever, yeah. and then you know they hit you with the shit where like you know like eating a whole lot of meat and shit like that. Back in the days, back before, you know, you were buying meat out the supermarket, you had to catch that shit. So it was way more infrequent because you're just not catching meat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, unless you just lived around a bunch of slow-ass cows or whatever. But more often than that, you had to catch that shit. So it was kind of a, a specialty type thing. It wasn't built. It wasn't the foundation of a meal, whereas it is now. Whereas if you don't got some big-ass piece of protein, you feel like you haven't even eaten. Right. You know what I mean? But uh, so the one meal a day shit, that's what they, and then also, you know, there's the belief that when you go to the grocery store, really everything you need is in the produce section. You know what I'm saying? You don't really need to shop anywhere outside of the produce section, which is cool. It's idealistic, and I try to do a little bit of that, but uh, it's tough. You know what I mean? Because that shit, you know, it don't always... And 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 you haven't exercised your creativity in how to make food like that. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? You you go get a recipe for brine and all you know what I'm saying? And from who? For, oh, for, for brine, brine yeah. and all that shit. But I'd be like, you know, I probably said it on here before. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't really know the recipe for making a grit salad and shit. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I my thing is, I'll just Google that shit. I'll Google uh, how to make a hope salad. You know, like a restaurant or whatever. Just some regular shit. And there's a bunch of little things in there. Because I definitely just Google how to make salads a little bit more appealing, a little bit more, you know. Sometimes I do that shit at the house. It felt like a house salad. Not a house salad at a restaurant. It felt like an at-the-house salad. Right. Wilted ass leaves and shit. You know, it's ridiculous. Lettuce and dressing. Yeah. And then, you know, you learn a few things. You learn maybe, one, mix up your leaves. Because then it gives it a little bit more texture. You know what I'm saying? And, 
you know, whatever, whatever. I ain't going to get all in the woods about it. But uh, I do shit like that. I watch a lot of, I don't know how I got to it, but I watch a lot of food shit on YouTube. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite YouTube uh, channels is Bon Appetit. Mm. I fuck with Bon Appetit. I think I got to Bon Appetit initially. I don't know if I ever talked about this before. There's a woman on there named Claire. I think Claire Saffitz. I want to say her last name is. Uh, and her shit is, she's a cook. But her shit is, she tries to do the gourmet version of, like, junk food. So, mm-hmm. like, gourmet Doritos or mm-hmm. gourmet... Uh, she makes herself? Yeah, she makes it herself. Reese's peanut butter cups. Like, she'll get the real shit. Look at what it's broken down in and then try to figure out how to replicate it and then to the taste, to the to the texture, to, you know, try to make it mm-hmm. just as, just like how it would be, right. but with, you know, elevated, you know what I mean? Ingredients. Ingredients and like, you know, shit that you could actually find and source. And sometimes some of that little shit that you might not, you know, you might need some monosodium glutamate or whatever the fuck, whatever they be using. I don't know. For what? <laughs> what is, is that? Monos- is that MSG? I don't know what yeah, the I fuck think it that's, is. I think that's what I, MSG stands for. But I you know, thought if you couldn't pronounce the shit, you shouldn't be eating it. You shouldn't be, but you know, when you're trying to replicate some shit, sometimes you gotta put a little bit, you gotta put a little cocaine in the crack. You know what I mean? Sometimes if you want to replicate it. But anyway, I, I see that type of shit. They got all types of wild, you know, programming, like food based programming. I was just watching this thing today where they do one of the other cats on that thing is Andy something. They go to these restaurants and they order everything off the menu. And they take one bite of everything on the menu and they break down the menu. And that's, you know, some interesting shit. Who pay for that shit? Bone Appetit, I'm sure. (laughs) You know, Bone Appetit sound like they got a budget. Right. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, man, it's a... That ain't no viral interneter. Even, Even though some of these viral internet people, they really... Go hard with they oh yeah with their budgets. Yeah, they paying to play. Yeah, they like trying to, you know, yeah, they're going for it. Mm, that's well, who you been seeing? I don't I don't see them. I just sink them. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, I've come across them when you y'all said something about the people who like gorge on the food and shit. A uh, little mukbangs and all yeah, that. Yeah, mukbangs. So I looked that shit up and I was seeing one girl on there, she had some big ass king crabs. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> a like, bunch of them, like God, eighty dollars. Yeah. Nah, shit, more than that. Oh yeah, yeah, had them yeah. crazy. She yeah, had a table full of them bitches. Uh-huh. That's bananas. I'm like shit, mukbang. Yeah. That motherfucker YouTube check. I need to start YouTubing, man. Yeah, get to it, man. Get to it. Let's it's just do it. It's there for you. I need to do something, cause these motherfuckers out here, man. Yeah, man, they there. In the game. Oh, shit. But, uh, yeah, so I did that. I was cooking and shit, so I ain't really even get to the game till probably, like, mid-third quarter. I was peeking in, you know what I mean, seeing shit. We was talking about the Super Bowl. Yeah, we was talking about the Super Bowl. <laughs> we took a, you know, we took a little... With a food detour. A little tangent. You know, we was talking about the Super Bowl. And, uh, yeah, so I got to it probably around the mid-third quarter. I was poking, you know, popping in here and there. And it was slow motion initially. Yeah, yeah it was a pretty good game, man. Really? Yeah. All right, well, maybe. Was, let me see. It wasn't, I wasn't that slow this year. It was like, they was making plays, man. Yeah. Especially the 49ers. They was moving. Uh-huh. 49ers was averaging like eight yards of yeah. fucking a carry, a, a play. Right. You know what I'm saying? But then they abandoned their run offense towards the end and then gave it to Garofalo, 
or Garoppolo, and he couldn't really pull yeah. it all together. He couldn't pull it all the way together, but again, it's very Seahawks of them. Very, but the thing was, you know, them lines. Uh-huh. It seemed like the, the Chiefs. They practice for a four quarter game. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Seemed like 49ers practice to get that shit in, mm-hmm. get it done in three. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Because by the fourth, they were exhausted. Them linemen were winded. You know what I'm saying? They couldn't hold up the run because the, you know what I'm saying? That offensive line was winded. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They started getting more pressure on the quarterback. And look at me sound, trying to sound like a fucking sports guy. Now you're doing your thing. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know I'm watching you go. I'm like, you know he could go all the way. But uh, the Chiefs just turned it up a notch in the fourth. Yeah. And because one, they were they had to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They were down. Uh-huh. They had to. Right. Um. It was great, man. Um, I think, you know what I'm saying, I see a lot of MVP, you know, Mahomes got the MVP. Some people saying um, the running back cat should have got MVP. Yeah, I heard that. Man, I think the MVP of that fucking game mm-hmm. was the nigga defensive lineman, whatever, Jones. Okay. Who, who batted down two, two, uh, two passes in the fourth quarter to, you know what I'm saying, help stop some drives. And then on the one that really stopped it, he actually tipped it. You know what I'm saying? He don't get credit because, you know what I'm saying, it was an incomplete pass, and I think one of the, the Chiefs kind of broke it up. Mm-hmm. But when you watch the slow-mo, mm-hmm. he tipped it. That's why it started, the ball started flying funny. So it's like he he, he made some – and plus he was always in on the pressure. Right. Like he need a bonus or some shit. <clears throat> I would imagine he's, his agent is going to be on that with that with that piece of video footage. At the negotiation table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was a good game, man. It was it was one of them ones that, you know, you weren't mad that you sat down to watch the shit. Yeah. Yeah, it was all right. It was cool. Again, I didn't see the whole thing. I saw the – because when I got to it, I was like, this shit kind of ah, – I thought Mahomes was going to be getting busy. And then he turned it up towards the end. Yeah, so. he, he wasn't getting busy, but they they had him under pressure. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. But you got to play that shit to the end. Did you see any good uh, commercials? Because I did not. <laughs> I did not. I, again, like I was popping it out, but I didn't see too many. The hammer guys. shit was funny. I missed that. T-Mobile had a good one. <clears throat> don't ask me what it was about because I don't remember. I just remember it being good. I like I like that that uh, GMC. They they teased the Hummer, uh, elect, uh, electric Hummer. And they use LeBron as the voiceover and shit. Interesting. And, An um, electric Hummer. Right. Because that was, that was the big thing that, you know, Hummer was coming out and everybody was like, that's a gas guzzle. Right. Why are we doing this in this day and age? Yeah. So I guess they're coming back with an electric Hummer. Right. But you know, LeBron's first controversy was him buying the Hummer while he was in high school. Oh, right. Back in the day, right? Back in the day. That was his car that he bought once. You know what I'm saying? He got that under-the-table agent money. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so it was kind of like, did he get this as a gift? You know right. what I'm saying? But it was in his mom's name. So uh, I thought that was a nice little nod. Nice to, little callback. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. That's slick. You know what I'm saying? To bring it back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So to associate you know, LeBron's first car with, with this new electric Hummer. Mm. So... You know, they didn't show the vehicle, so I don't know what it looked like. But So it was just a voiceover? You could see the lights in the grill. Kind of like a little bit of the grill, but mostly just the lights. Uh-huh. And then um, LeBron's voiceover. Interesting. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Um, that, that was that was the three I remember. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I halfway remember the hammer shit, which was another corny hammer commercial. It's funny how they like to try to play hammer and, and make him like a joke. Like, but you know, he go for it, he get a check for it, so I ain't mad at it. And it plays better in this day and age than it did. Cause he his career was ruined off a of bad fucking commercial. Was it the what was it, the cereal ad? What was it? Nah, his? it was the um Taco Bell Pepsi commercial where he came flying down in the in the um parachute pants and shit. Mm. It was it was it was bugged out. I don't remember that specifically. I just remember I guess Hammer was vilified for the same reason now he celebrated, I guess, because he was like one of the first real commercial acts, like where he was, you know what I mean? I guess the sellout, like he sold out. I remember, didn't he have like a, did he have a cereal at one point? He I mean, had he, a he, he did cartoon a, he did and a lot all of that? shit, but see, the thing is, they never wanted to accept Hammer in the first place because he wasn't a good rapper. He just was rapping like dancey rap, like, you right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, what now people would be like, you know, it would fall in the place of like viral meme rap or some shit. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like in that place where it's like he wasn't a serious rapper. Mm-hmm. He would come out there doing these dances and mm-hmm. shit. So nobody really wanted to respect Hammer until you had to perform after him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then it was like, oh shit. He destroyed that He's whole shit. He's destroying the stage. He's killing that shit. He got a thousand people out there. They dancing like a motherfucker. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like these, he was going, that Budweiser Superfest when every city they went to, they were pulling the plug on his on his act. Like the electricity would get cut off. And, Just um, suspiciously? Suspiciously. Who was the headliner? Like uh, New Edition. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think LL Cool J had to come out the hammer. Yeah. But every city you'll hear about Hammer's lights going out. I went to that show. When the lights went out? Yes. And um I went to a show where, where they pulled the plug on him. It was but it had to been like the third time this has happened. Mm-hmm. Hammer out there doing his thing, killing shit, electricity go off. Everybody like, ah, oh. then they had like one light, the spotlight, right? Mm-hmm. So Hammer's like, fuck it. Hammer got on the back of his fucking bodyguard. Mm-hmm. He dancing on this nigga neck. You know what I'm saying? He like mm-hmm. doing a whole little dance and shit on the dude's neck. Right. And they got the, they following him with the spotlight. Right. You know what I'm saying? He turning that bitch out with no fucking music. You know what I'm saying? Everybody go hammer, go hammer, go, go hammer, go hammer, go. And hammer out there. You know what I'm saying? Getting to it. Yeah. Getting to it. Electricity come back on. He finished killing it. LL come on after hammer. Uh huh. Nobody want to see that shit. You know what I'm saying? I love LL. Damn. But nobody want to see that shit. New addition out there doing their thing. Niggas is leaving. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Not because they was doing a bad thing. It was he just, just that he Hammer, the crowd out. Hammer turned that bitch out. Damn. It wasn't no, you know what I'm saying, wasn't else, nothing else to do. So in that respect, Hammer was dead serious, right? Mm-hmm. But in his marketing, it was, you know what I'm saying, it was a lot of cartoony, a lot of jokes, a lot of, you know what I'm saying, a lot of putting them in a animated space as opposed to the real position he held in culture. Because at the time, you go in the club, and niggas is dancing. This dancing era. Mm-hmm. This is when people in the club sweating. You know what I'm saying? Rayon clothes on. Right. You know what I'm saying? They sweating in that motherfucker. Hammer led that charge. You know what I'm saying? Like you put that new motherfuckers in there doing the running man and Chinese typewriter and all that shit he was doing. Mm-hmm. Man, nobody couldn't do it like him, man. So 
in that respect, he was a serious figure in culture. You know what I mean? But, you know, the way that they rolled out the marketing and the, some of the deals that he took as far as marketing-wise, it kind of clowned him. And spending all that money, too. That was a big narrative, too. Right. He, you know. But he was spending it on his people, though, so I ain't right. even mad at that. It wasn't like he was doing a lot of dumb shit. He just hired a bunch of people from the hood. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I think that didn't really come out in the wash until kind of after the fact. But in the nah, moment. Everybody knew that. They just knew, damn, Hammer got 300 people on stage. Right. Somebody had to pay for these people to be out here. Right. But I also think there was a thing where Hammer was one of those one of the first rappers or one of the, I won't say the first rappers, but one of the most well-known rappers to make a lot of fucking money. And at the same time... Hammer went diamond. Lost in, in a real lot. Time. Yeah, and lost a lot of money. You know what I mean? Trying to bring Oakland with him. Right. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it became a bit of a cautionary tale. It did. You know what I'm saying? And that, that also fucked his shit up too because it was like, you know, that became like that became the story of Hammer for a while where it's like, don't go broke like Hammer. You know right. what I mean? Right. And, and uh, that, that might, you know what I'm saying, push people away from hiring a bunch of people from that they know and shit. But, you know, Hammer tried. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can only do what you know. You know what I'm saying? At the time. And I think, I don't think Hammer's broke now. You know what I'm saying? He's not rich like he used to be, but shit, he ain't broke. Right. Shit, last. Shit, when Hammer came back, when I first saw Hammer pop up on social media years ago, 2007, shit, he had a nice house and a Hummer. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, Hammer ain't doing that bad. Nah. And you know what I'm saying? I don't know if he had to sell his publishing or anything like that, but if he didn't, at least he might get a little residual on a, a diamond record. And you, every once in a while, you're going to hear, can't touch this in a commercial. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he got paid for this commercial because he in it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? His voice is in it. He in it. So... He getting that SAG check. So, shouts out to Hammer. Hammer need a real 30 for 30. But they got that such thing for musicians. <laughs> no behind the music type of situation. I, like a, I mean, it just sounds better to say 30 for 30. Because it's they, hotter? It's just, a, you know, they, they make good shit. You know what I mean? It's always that go deep into a, a life that you know. Right. But you didn't know. Like an unsung. Yeah, but like a full full length unsung. A full length on Slug is the same amount of time as a 30 for 30. What would you I'm think? A, the, 30, yeah. Shit, Vic, 30 for 30 is in four parts or whatever. Oh, is that, is that crazy? <laughs> yeah. Damn. That's a lot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's shit. a lot of fucking reporting. <laughs> shit, yeah, this is a lot to tell. I guess. I didn't, I didn't know it was going to be that. So it's four hours? I don't know. I think it's either two or four parts. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I heard the first one was pretty good. It was all the other day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. What's good with you? Um, uh, shit, I'm chilling. <coughs> I'm out here kicking it. Uh, you know, I had a good weekend. See the Super Bowl. Uh, did some shows this weekend. That was fun. Mm -hmm. uh, what else is going on, man? Uh, Vic is a two-part series. My bad. Okay, that makes sense. Um, ain't a whole lot. The fuck am I been doing, man? Uh, what's going on, man? I uh, wanted to talk to you. Get to this shit. What I want to talk to you about, man. <laughs> Did you see 
trying to think of what I want to talk to him about. Uh, what's interesting? <laughs> Why is that interesting, man? No, I said, you, you what's know what interesting? You talk about? Oh. I really don't. I'm actually trying to figure out what we were going <laughs> to talk about. Uh, we're going to cut a little bit of this portion out. <laughs> you I, sent me your notes, man. <laughs> I know I did, but uh, I don't even know what I want to get to first. Uh, what did I? Oh, you know what I saw recently? Did you see the Lil Wayne uh, Drink Champs interview? Did you hear the Lil Wayne album? I heard, heard the Lil Wayne album. I haven't watched his Drink Champs. Okay. What happened on Drink Champs? It was cool. It was a decent interview. You know what I mean? Lil Wayne, you know, you don't really see him sit down for interviews too often. You know what I'm saying? It looked like he know he got to get to work on this one. I guess. Yeah. Wayne don't do a lot of promo and a lot of talking and sitting down. Right. Last album it dropped, you know what I'm saying? Did he do any press around the last album? Maybe a very little bit. Maybe like some big shit, but not. I Maybe like Elliot Wilson, like like Crown or some shit like that. I mean, I don't really think he did much press around this album either. Oh, he's been popping up a lot of motherfucking places. Really? I know he yeah. did the Elliot Wilson car test and the the uh, drink champs. Drink champs. He he did a bunch of little interviews. I seen him popping up. He did like some some talk show shit. You know what I mean? Okay. So he been running around doing shit. Okay. It was cool. I listened to. I haven't gotten all the way through the Lil Wayne album. It's all right. What I heard, some of the shit that I heard, I dig it. You know, he's. He doing what he does. You know what I mean? But what I did see in the Drink Champs interview, which I've, I've seen before, I might have spoken about this too, I appreciate how remarkably out of touch Lil Wayne is. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. But it's interesting <laughs> because he's... I did see that part. Yeah, where he, he thought 21 Savage was a group, right. which I could understand if you was out the loop. Right. You know what I mean? That reminds me of what? There's a group called 21 Pilots. So I could see somebody being like, oh, is that a group? Hey, you know what QC was, a TDE or whatever. Right. So, which is which is amazing to me because he's just totally out the loop. But then at the same time, listen to the album and he make a Peloton reference. I'm like, nigga, how you don't know this? But you What's know Peloton? Peloton. Peloton is like the little exercise oh, bike, the I little mean, spinning bike. Good. Maybe he got, he got a lady he got or something. That, you know what I'm maybe. Maybe that's Listen, what he's doing in his life. Yeah, you know that's what he's doing in his life. Listen, man, the man been in a bubble yeah. since he was 13 it's, years old. It's just very interesting the type of shit that gets into the bubble, though. It's just a right. weird little bubble right. where you don't know anything about the landscape of the, the music that you in. But, you know, the leading bicycle in the spinning movement. Hey, man. Like, all right, Because you got chicks that come through that stay in shape. You know, I'm about to get me a Peloton. He probably bought a few Pelotons. He might have been a Peloton sponsor. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's going to be in his zeitgeist. You know what I'm saying? And he's never been one to be in touch with the game, per Uh se. He was always the, everything gravitated towards him. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He stayed in the studio, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You know, he probably going to be, he going to know the niggas who in that same, in Hit Factory with him, you know what I'm saying? And he on tour, he going to know the niggas that's up and around the tour, you know? Right. Um, he been consistently doing that for years. But then you had to understand when he was getting drugged and he probably didn't have that much activity, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? He probably was still on his same routine except for the fact that you ain't getting the gravity that you once got. So everything hot ain't coming to you. You know what I'm saying? Now everything hot might be going around you. 
You know what I mean? So it's like an old ass rock star. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like that. You know, that whole contract shit kind of fucked his momentum up to the point where Wayne used to be such a leader in the space. Now he's a legacy act. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it, rightfully so. But it's just like he was. You know, he could be so much fruit is off of his tree. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. thriving right now. And when he was in his moment, he was just fluid. He was just moving forward, taking big chances sonically and, you know, some good, some bad. But he was like perpetual motion. Mm -hmm. Then when that contract shit slowed him down, you know, there was still the the reverence. You know what I'm saying? And people still respected his pen or, you know, his ability. But you went active. And then when you come back... You still got you still got the uh, you still got the goods, but it's not as urgent as it used to be. You know I, what I'm saying? I give you that. I give so, you that. Now, I, I mean, I think where he may have lost a step in not having the same team around him, and then not having um, being outside pretty much. I think he may have lost a step in his in his uh, his selections. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Because his his uh, you know what I'm saying, off the top, like the the damn his flow, he gonna do that shit. Yeah, he still you know say some slick shit. He gonna say the slickest shit. He gonna be able to flip them words and play with them nouns and verbs. But where he doesn't have a touch as much is where it's like where that hit gonna come from. You know what I'm saying? Where who gonna what's gonna be the lollipop or what's gonna be you know what I'm saying the big record. You know, and I think that probably fell a lot on the team that was around him, you know, to be like, yo, nah, this this right here going to be the one. But now when you got total autonomy, mm. you you just putting out your sport records. Like, you know what I'm saying? He he got a whole bunch of sport records. He didn't even, on this record, he don't even have the one that he had like on the last record with Swiss Beats. Uh, okay, you know like the one, like the single situation. Yeah, like that single, like the one that could, you know, what I'm saying, do get you out in the world on the radio and mm-hmm. that shit. I haven't heard it yet. I mean, I've listened to the album, but it's right. a it's a lot of sport. You know what I'm saying? It's like right. you like it because of the sport of rap. Right. You know what I'm saying? It knows no songs that I remember the hooks to. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I haven't gotten all the way through it, like I said, but you know what I heard. Is on par with what I expected to hear. You know what I mean? It was cool. Yeah, but if he had that in two radio records, that should be a different story. Yeah. Nah. Well, Andy, you anyway. sound dejected and disappointed. I'm not dejected. I just, you know, like I said, it's, it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's the urgency ain't there. Like it ain't. It's nothing at this point where it's nothing like. Next level, you know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, it's not like, oh shit, did you hear the motherfucker? You hear what he was doing on this? Da, 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 whatever, whatever. Like, I maybe I ain't, again, I ain't get all the way through it, but I didn't hear anything like that. I even <laughs> thought on the last album, like the record he had with Kendrick, was cut kind of, the Mona Lisa record was kind of like, oh shit, you heard that? Or even the little joint he did with Travis Scott, where he was going crazy a little bit. You know, there's a couple records on this one where I hear, but it's, you know, again, it feels like standard fare. It's not All bad. Right. It's not bad. Like I said, it is It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? But it's... Right. But, yeah. I mean, at this time, you know what I'm saying, who you listening to that's urgent? 
Uh, that's a good question. Who am I listening to that's urgent? That's why I need to. Well, one, I don't even approach a lot of this shit to where I get to it where I get to it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. really feel. Because you don't even have the urgency to listen to the shit. There's certain people where I'm like, I want to know what they're going to talk about. Like, there's certain artists. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Obviously, if Drake put out some shit, you know what I mean? Like, even that little Drake Future record. Mm-hmm. You know, let me see what this, what's going on here. Just because they still got that momentum. Right. Or what Griselda has harvested. Right. You know what I'm saying? If Benny put out a project, I want to hear the shit just right. because. You know what I mean? There's certain people that have... That have They've cultivated a bit more uh, anticipation around their shit. And it always got to be commercial. Rock Marciano puts out shit where I'm like, oh, I need to see what the latest is with Rock Marciano. Because right. I'm I'm invested. I've tuned in to it. Right. You know what I mean? It's so much shit out here. That no, it's no just, doubt. But it's like anything else. It's like all of the TV shit. Not to right. say that it's not worthy. Like right. I said, Wayne shit is, is, is default. His default as an MC is gonna be at least solid, you know right. what I mean? Just at the at the at the baseline, right? So it's not like it ain't gonna be worth your while. But again, it's not like ooh, wait a what when he talk, especially when he's so remarkably disconnected from what's going on. It's I, like, I don't I don't take that disconnection shit against him. You know what I'm saying? Because he's always been disconnected. Mm-hmm. He ain't never been in the the mix mixing the know and I know this and I know that. It's always been about him, his crew. It's always been about cash money when it was cash money, young money when it was young money. You know what I'm saying? And then the little circle of people, you know what I'm saying, who floated around him then. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so I will I wouldn't even hold that against him because he he been out the loop since he was twelve years old. He ain't outside. He's just been doing him. He's he been like, in the studio. He been in the studio and on that tour bus. And that mm-hmm. was the that was the beauty of his career, is yeah. that he just never stopped. Um, <clears throat> I think it also, I think back then too, I think maybe part of it was the thrust of him uh, wanting to be recognized as the best rapper alive. Like that became all the way until almost to the contract negotiation shit, that was his thing. Like at one point, he was, uh, some people would dismiss him because he was still like, you know, looked at as a, a kid rapper for a bit. Mm-hmm. Then he started spitting. People was like, squad oh, up. shit. That squad up. Era. Yeah. People were like, oh, he could spit a little bit. They then he was like, not only could I spit, I'm better than all you motherfuckers and I'm taking on all you motherfuckers. The one thing that I thought was really dope is in the Drink Champ shit, Nori read some shit that Hove sent to him. Hove said when he heard Wayne on Show Him What You Got, he said he had to go home, look in the mirror, and be like, nigga, are you still trying to do this? You know what I mean? Which is the one of the highest compliments. Right. Because that was the guy that was, if we gonna go with best rapper alive at that time, that was the that was the the head boss. That right. was the guy that you had to defeat. That was who you go it up against if you are really claim that title. And for somebody, for that guy to be like, yo, you know what? Hoo-wee, that motherfucker had me on the ropes a bit. I you had know. to go listen to the shit. I, I, I did hear that. I had, I had to go look it up. I remember when it came out, I was like, oh, he smoked it. But I hadn't heard it in a minute. And when he, yeah, he got into it. He just, he got into it. What made it so ill in that moment, I remember what made it so ill in that moment was, show what you got was the big, uh, the return of Hove. Because mm-hmm. Hove was on his uh, little fake retirement. 
You know what I mean? And then when that shit came out, it was like, oh, Jay-Z got a new record. Da -da 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 -da. It's been a minute. Da -da -da -da. So you mm -hmm. listen to it. You're like, all right, you know, it's, you know, it's cool. It's not bad at all. It's cool. And then Wayne, I mean, that motherfucker turned that shit around maybe like a week or two right after, right. which used to, you know, it's before internet time. That was like 24 hours damn near. Right. And, and just, and just move through that shit with such agility and slick shit. And, and, and it was like, in the record, Jay-Z teased that little Southern slang and shit. Per lady, show what you got. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he was saying little shit that just made it perfect for a South nigga to come on it and just tear it up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And right, Wayne right. was the, he 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 was up on the what records was hot. You know uh -huh. what I'm saying? Yeah. So he was connected. He was connected on what records was hot. But I couldn't tell you. I don't. I don't think he was ever connected on who outside of the top motherfuckers was hot, as, as opposed to the people that was in his circle. Yeah, but I think that was also back then too. You know, so funny again. Like he spawned the whole generation, but this generation is so much different from that generation in the way of you could be in uh, what's the word? You could you could kind of be in the loop. Just off a SoundCloud release. You know what I mean? Two weeks into a SoundCloud release, whereas back in the day, you kind of still had to go through a bit of the machine. Right. So it was a little bit more lag time, a little bit more people talking about this person, a little bit more even mixtape movement. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you've seen people kind of put in the work and kind of build a little bit, whereas now, more than ever, it's like that shit could come out and in between, like in. Four days, right? That shit could dominate a conversation, right? And know? and you know what I'm saying. At the end of the day, who's like for me, I still had to think twice if a motherfucker say TDE. You know what I'm saying? Like I I know Kendrick, I know you know what I'm saying. Uh -huh. Motherfuckers on the label, but the label itself ain't as branded as you would think as as a, outside of the people that really know that shit and follow that shit. QC. Mm. Same thing. Same shit. I know the Migos. I know City Girls. I know quality control if you really say it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I know CEOP. I know Coach K. Right. But if you say QC, it'd be like, eh, what, huh? I might have to think a little harder. Yeah. But we might also be outside the loop a little bit. I mean, I, definitely. But so if we outside the loop, imagine a nigga who's been doing this shit for all these many years in his own motherfucking way. Mm -hmm. on his own regard, on his own tour. He ain't never had to join another motherfucker tour and had to know who was hot to, to get work. All his work came to him. After, after Cash Money was his own little shit, they went out as Cash Money. You know what I'm saying? When Wayne became Wayne out the squad up, he was rolling on his own, Live Nation. Uh -huh. his, all, every, he was a bankable-ass tour artist. Uh-huh. And people was on his tour. Right. You know what I'm saying? Drake was on his tour. Motherfucking, um, you know, shit like that. It's like, you know, niggas is like either going on a tour or saying, oh, hey, I want to be on my own tour. You know what I mean? So he working with the people inside of his bubble. Mm -hmm. And I forget why I got this bubble shit for Wayne because it was another instance back a few years, maybe six, seven years ago where right. – you know what I'm saying? Some shit happened with him. And like, how could he fucking, he don't know that shit. This nigga been, you know what I'm saying? With the Black Lives Matter shit? I don't remember what it was, but it was just that, if you think of a nigga life who's in the studio all day and on tour every day, right? 
when are you going to catch up with shit? You know what I'm saying? And he's a sports fanatic, so it's, that's his attention outside of that is going to be on that. When this nigga gonna know about that shit? He don't know that saying that shit is not politically correct anymore. Yeah, I think we give that to him because we accept that from him. Like, you could, just off the strength of the fact that he's great at what he does, mm -hmm. we allow him to be disconnected. It's almost like Eddie Murphy. But, you well, know what I'm saying? But, no, 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 because there's other cats that are that are not disconnected. That if they said some old disconnected shit, you would be like, oh, come on, fam. They would still get a little well, you, bit. Of, you gonna blow it back to him yeah, like, nigga, you yeah. can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think. But he, but he has, I think basically in the way that he don't never apologize for being really. This is probably the closest I've ever really seen him apologize to being out the loop or disconnected. And maybe this is the second time. And he's probably a lot more humble than he was when he was on top. Of course. But my point is, he's he uh, due to the fact that he didn't really do a whole lot of apologizing for being out the loop. We accepted him for that. That became his own thing. Right. Whereas other people might yield to it, be like, you know what, true D, I'm bugging. I probably should have known a little bit about that, or blah blah blah. And then they they make the effort. Where uh, he like, man, fuck I'm it. high. Yeah. I've been, high, I've, been I've been high. I've been high since the nineties. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the fuck? You know what I mean? I think you have to make a special effort once you get in the loop of being that rich and the cycle of how your money is made. You in a closed studio, you in a closed tour situation, you go city to city, but you don't see the city. You just show up, motherfucker get shuttled to your place where you're gonna be, shuttled to your hotel, and you know what I'm saying, the hoes get dropped off at your place, and that's that. Um, You're cloistered. Right, but see, it's some artists, like, say, like, you take a Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Beyonce could easily be in a bubble. She makes a lot of effort to do shit right. to stay in the loop. You know what I'm saying? Right. And she likes to bring in artisans from the culture to collaborate with. You know what I'm saying? She a motherfucker go out there and ride the bike through Central Park and go back to school for cosmetology right quick. Or, you know what I'm saying? She went to cosmetology school? Yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know about that. That's hilarious. Yeah. All right. You know what I'm saying? She did look, do shit like that. Like, you know, learn photography That's and fucking shit. You hilarious. know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You, and you see Beyonce walking around with her, her DSLR taking pictures and shit. So it's like, she make a conscious effort to try to stay connected. Engage in life. Right. Right. That's but, my point. But when you get that rich, you don't have to do that. Yeah. You can you can go and be rich like a motherfucker. You can go from your building to the roof, get on your helicopter, yeah. and fly to the next building and never touch down. Yeah, but it, it's tricky. It's tricky. Not too many people could truly do that. It's a short list of people I that would go. I, I think it's plenty of motherfuckers that don't touch down. That are relevant. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, who's on that list? Wow. Most of the most of the most relevant artists. Part of their relevance is showing you that they still tuned in. The fact that a matter is some of these big artists, that becomes the extra spice. It's mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, I know that little band that you fucking with. Oh, I know about that record. Let me let me do my little spin on it. That's been the whole model. That's because that, that shit hit the charts. Okay, who the fuck is this? That don't take but much. Some, that don't some, take much. Nah, that's not always true. Because that don't sometimes, take much. But sometimes it might even be before it hits the charts or before... It hits the big bubble. Like, you know, you see people like 
Jay has always been good at that. Drake is, is that's kind of his thing. Like, there's a lot of these people where right, you become it's a, of a certain profile. Part right. of the flex is, oh, yeah, I'm a super big star, but I know about this little record that y'all niggas Yeah, but that into. ain't hard to fucking find. Them, no, they, but they ain't the, out there like they listening to that shit. They see that shit moving. Well, they made the they, effort to kind of. Yeah, they make the effort. That don't make them in the loop. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a performative action to show that they're in the loop. As opposed to being like, nigga, I don't know who the fuck you talking about. You know what I mean? Like that, that's a that's a that's a deliberate stance after a while. Because because there's definitely people that's like, yo, man, you kinda should know who 21 is. Or you kinda should know, like these people, especially these people that pay homage to you, you should kinda know who these people are. It's a decision to where you say, you know what, I hear all that, but I'm gonna live my life. I'm gonna do what the fuck I wanna Man, do. Man, if you've been high since the nineties. Yeah, but nigga, still. You ain't, ain't be keep you ain't gonna finna keep up with all there's that. There's a shit. lot of motherfuckers that's been high since the nineties. Snoop and, been high since the nineties and he he know about what's cracking on the streets. He I been high since ninety three. He been weed high. Yeah, still. Wayne ain't been weed high. Okay. Wayne ain't been all kinda high. All right. Well Gucci was getting but high. Gucci is mad was sober. In the loop. <laughs> Gucci, no, but when he was sober, high, but when he was hot, he, see when you no, hot, not hot. I'm talking about when he was high. Uh huh. When he was codeined out, right? <laughs> Fucking was one of the best A and R's in Atlanta. No, I ain't saying that he wasn't. Okay. He he is legitimately one of the best, but he still had the gravitas of being hot and shit coming to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So when it's coming to you, and when you got Zaytoven. Niggas is coming to Zay Thomas. They told me bringing shit to the table. That's a whole lot different than when you've been in this shit for a very long time and you've been very rich for a very long time. You got about four mansions and five baby mamas and and then your motherfucking check stopped coming and real life shit you gotta be taken care of and and you kinda in a position where you're in a real person's position. You're adulting. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's when a rock star has to adult. Uh-huh. It's like, damn, these niggas trying to take my house okay. over here. You know what I'm saying? They just, Shit, nigga, what the fuck is going on? They trying to take me to jail. I done been to jail. Right. So all that keeping up with 21 Savage, he's in the same boat as regular niggas like us. Yeah, but this is what I still, I'm going to have to argue against that. It's just, I feel like he just not checking his email. Because to the point, like you said. like don't have to, dog. And I understand that. That's what I'm saying. We make allowances for him because he's great. No, not even that he's great. He did what he came to do. But to your point, you said when you hot, shit come to you because you hot. Right. We ain't been hot. Even when he was cold, he still. That shit wasn't coming. These young niggas weren't coming to him when he wasn't cold, when he he wasn't hot. You don't think so? No, he would have been on some more features if if that, that was the case. I'm thinking he wasn't checking them emails. Nah, that nigga, please. You think his managers don't want to make no money? Hell no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Niggas think... want to make money, man. So niggas want to behoove you to, to you get to it. Man, you know what I'm saying? But if you, you ain't getting to, to it, kidding me. If you ain't getting to it, you know what I'm saying? You got to be kidding me that all of these young cats that were inspired by that cat, they ain't never shot them a DM or email or nothing. They ain't never try to reach out. You got to be kidding me. Man. That's like all these. Look, man, he's he's arguably, and I don't want to be blasphemous, but he's kind of like what Kobe is. 
But you as a rapper, right? Yeah, but but when when but all of the, like to the point, he even says it in the Drake champ shit. He says the only reason that I know that I affected these cats is because they insistently tell me. He said I wouldn't know, but they they pull up on me, or when I finally so meet them, think, it is what you it think is. Twenty One Savage pulled up on him, and you don't remember. No, they had a conversation after the fact. They he said he felt the way, but they had a conversation where they finally met, and it was you know it was respect or whatever. Right. But it was like damn, said so I ain't you know I ain't know who you are. Right, and and that's fair. Shit. You but my point everybody. is, you make it a, you you have made there's a mandate, maybe not a mandate, but it's like a, there's a disposition where you like. I ain't trying to hear that shit right now. I'm about to watch first take. I'm broke as fuck. I got problems, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Nah. You think these niggas ain't coming to check with me and save me? Nigga, shit. I know most, I know a lot of broke motherfuckers that know. I got Jay-Z on the line trying to save me and he can't save me, nigga. It's fucked up. You know what I'm saying, nigga? I'm not trying to keep up with all that shit. I'm about to, I got five kids. You know what I'm saying? This shit is a trip. So you ain't gonna crack the radio open one time? Motherfucking Nipsey trying to turn my son to a crip. Nigga, it's crazy out here. Who's what you talking about? <laughs> Nipsey trying to turn your son into who you talking about? Lauren London got a song with Wayne. Uh, okay, I forgot all about all of that. <laughs> Nigga, you out the loop. <laughs> That's a different type of loop. That's a whole different Everybody type. Everybody know that. Nah, I told you. I forgot all about I mean, Wayne got a lot of kids. By a lot of, you know, significant women out there. I forget. Nah, but you know what I'm saying? It's... I think dog, you know, dog had a lot on his mind, a lot on his plate. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it, it's niggas out here that's doing it that's still hot and shit come to him. When you ain't hot, shit ain't coming to you, man. Ain't nobody, you know what I'm saying? You think Trinidad James phone was ringing like it was when gold all on my watch was hitting? It ain't. I think his phone ringing a little bit now. He got a nice little, he's coming back a little yeah, bit with he the made, full size run. He made a wave. For himself. Right. You know what I'm saying? He kept it going for himself. He ain't shrivel and die. But And we're comparing somebody with like one. I'm not I'm not big com- hit. I'm not comparing. I'm just saying is that when your shit get cold, that shit stop ringing like that. You Unders- don't give a fuck who you is. I hear nah. I would have to disagree. I would who? say I would say uh-huh. when you become iconic, mm-hmm. even when you quiet. Motherfuckers is reaching out. Let I, me ask you I'm this. not saying that they not reaching out, but is it, you know what I'm saying, something you could really engage in? You know what I mean? And it ain't it ain't the urgent shit that that's the hot shit and the shit that's, that that you need something to save you. And you you cold, you're trying to get out the motherfucking cold. You need that call that's gonna change the situation. A lot of this shit don't be that. A lot of that shit be predatory or you know what I'm saying, let me use you to do this. So the shit changed when it ain't popping, man. That's all know. I'm saying. I, yeah, I hear you. But I th- I, again, I think it was a, a conscious decision. Because also what he says in the shit, which is something to uh, remember, he was like, I'm always, he said, I'm the king of, if you send it to me, I'm sending it right back. Mm-hmm. More than anybody. He kind of, again, he kind of revolutionized that whole like this motherfucker did seventy features in a year, seventy plus features in a year. Mm-hmm. Seventy plus, and that was probably what oh seven, right? Seventy plus—that's a long time. It's thirteen years ago, but seventy plus features. That that keeps you on the list. That's like that's like contributed to seventy GoFundMe's in one year. 
You don't think niggas is soliciting you for the next 15 years? Because well, they know 30, you wrote a 35 check. 35 of them niggas ain't popping no more. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. 20, you know what I'm saying? Y'all done fell out. You know what I'm saying? The other ones, you know what I'm saying? Certain cats is just going to stay on the list. I understand it's on the list, but it ain't always feasible. Right. Is what I'm saying. Right. It ain't always feasible. And even if it was feasible, some cats still feel like, nah, I ain't going to fuck with that man right now because of this or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Let that man... You know what I'm saying? Who's doing that is trying to get hot? Like, hey, man, I know that man's man, going through but see, the nigga that's some financial get, duress. The, the nigga that's trying to get hot is different than the shit that you want to do. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm going to be respectful of his financial duress, even Listen, though. Listen, man, you, want, you don't need the nigga that's trying to get hot. You need the nigga that's trying to get you hot. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I guess we agree to disagree on that. I do feel like that's a conscious choice. Uh. Because I, I just feel like... Man, you've been in situations... Yourself. I, I, well, let me bring it to myself. Uh-huh. I've been in situations myself where I ain't hot right now. My shit was cold. Not not in this particular moment. I'm hot right now. But, Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, pardon me. Oh, shit. Go let's, ahead. Not, let's, not, let's not take this too far. Now go ahead, heat check. Nah, but I've been in situations where my shit was fucked up. I got life problems. I'm adulting like a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I got I to gotta save this and put out this fire. I got a lot of people that fuck with me that will fuck with me because of shit that I've done and favors I've done and blase skip. I got motherfuckers, big motherfuckers I could call that could probably change my life. Mm-hmm. But when you're sitting there looking at that big motherfucking number and shit, and you're like, damn. You know what I'm saying? When you call them, you got to have the, the, you know, the conversation, the introductory conversation, what's cracking, bows they skip, and you ain't really got nothing to contribute to that. You be like, man, I, I ain't going to call him right now and shit. And you try to figure out your own problems before you call in the your reserves and shit. And no, I'm not Wayne, you know what I'm saying? But I'm me, and I know how I feel to be in a situation that is uncomfortable and knowing you got bigger resources, but you really can't bust many moves because you, you 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 can't put your own shit out. You know what I'm saying? Any deal you do, gonna probably much have to go through baby and shit. And y'all at odds and shit, so it's kind of like, fuck. You know what I'm saying? Why, why take the call from 21 Savage or whoever the fuck is calling me now? And I know I can't even really pull the trigger on it. But that's my point. That, that, at that point, that's the conscious decision. Right, that's okay. the conscious okay. decision. You get in okay. the call, we, we agree. you like you're not checking the email. You see the email, you see somebody asking for your shit, and you discourage based on where you at business wise. Right, but it ain't as though you're not getting invited. It's like when it's like when you at a certain back point, to the point. Well, it's back to the point to where you don't feel hot in the streets. You still getting invited to little shindigs and all of that, but you might not you the might, real shit. No, but you might. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe initially you still getting invited. Depends on where you were, but you still getting invited. But you starting to look. You looking at your closet. You looking at your your past wins. You looking at all of that shit. Like I don't know, man. I don't feel like uh, I don't feel like I'm in competition shape. Now this is some shit that that comes from within. Right. So you say, you know what? I'm a pass on that. Right. And then you might pass on it for a while, and it, it'll, it'll slow down because right. now it's not the same as, all you got to do is hit him. He's going to hit you right back. Right. Now, he's like, nah, you know what? I'm I'm closed right now. I'm out of, I'm you know what I mean? I'm going fishing. 
I'm chilling. I'm about to jump on the Peloton and just and just get my thoughts together. Right. But at that point, that's a conscious decision because okay, these I, motherfuckers I, okay, I, like, I, I, give, I give you that conscious decision. Because I can't see his, his number. But, but at a conscious decision, it's a conscious decision that, that any, most humans will make that same decision. You know what I'm saying? Of you're not in the place where you want to be. You're trying to get somewhere and you have to, you have to, your prerequisite is you have to deal with certain things that's right there in front of you, like this fucking contract shit, you know what I'm saying, your legal issues, right. you know what I'm saying, you got you got financial shit because nigga ain't paying you, ain't paid you in five years, you right. ain't had a big hit, so your, your tour shit is down, that's where you made your money, right. you know what I'm saying, like your whole infrastructure is changing and it's like, oh shit, and you, your star is falling out of the sky and you trying to fucking find a parachute. You know what I'm saying? So you can't really hear the outside or who hot and who calling because you can't really do nothing for these people at this time. You got to save yourself. And I think in being in that, that I've been in that situation. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah, that's what we talked about it, being uninvitable. And, you know what I'm saying? And being out the loop. It's because it's, it's a conscious decision, really, for real, because you got to save yourself mm. before you could, you know what I'm saying, even participate in the game. Right. And I'm not, like you say, I agree with you that it's conscious, but I also agree that that adulting shit is real. Shout out to Michelle Buto and uh, Jordan Carlos. We done said adulting four times. They got a podcast called Adulting, so I just wanted to get them there. They're young props. Uh, yeah, I guess. I hear what you're saying, man. Uh, I also feel like, you know, but to, to to close it on out, I think on a certain level, too, that also becomes part of your sensibility. It's almost like I always compare, not compare, but I always, I always kind of see a, like a connection between like Lil Wayne and, and Miles Davis. For whatever reason, like they just, they're just uh, aggressively uh, an artist that is aggressive about their point of view. Um, they're not really about compromise. They're gonna do what they want to do. And the fact of the matter is, it's kind of like how Miles was famous for like turning his back towards the crowd while he do his shit. You know what I mean? That was a conscious choice. He, he was, was like, high too. Hey, hey, that's probably part of the correlation. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you high, you in your old little thing, and that is also a, that's a conscious decision too. You know where you go where you get that lean in you. You know, you know what I mean? Like this, you know, you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. You heard that doorbell. You just didn't want to get to it. You said, "Hey, fuck it, they'll come back." And if they don't come back, fuck them. They know I don't answer the door at this time. You know what I'm saying? Office hours is from 12.30 to 1 p.m. That's it. I'm only open for half an hour a day. Anyway. Um, shout out to Wayne. I'm going to get through it. Uh, I'm going to get to it. Figure out the rest of that joint. But, uh, you know, it was, it was pretty interesting to hear him speak at length about a, a, a bunch of shit. Uh, what else is going on? Speaking of what, I saw this. I saw this story, I think it was on Slate. And it was an interesting story. It's it's interesting to see it brought to story form because I've definitely been there. I'm sure you've been there. It was about uh, 
black music in white spaces. You know what I mean? Like you go mm -hmm. to like some of these like I don't want to say elegant, but some of these uh, Starbucks. I think it was Starbucks. Starbucks, absolutely. And it's been going on forever and ever. I remember hearing um, the explicit version of "All That I Need" at a Tommy Hilfiger opening at a at a mall. You know what I mean? Like, and this is back in the '90s when hearing the explicit version of anything in the store was like, "Oh shit, they going crazy." This is still when hip hop was a little bit on the fringes, a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you know. But uh, there's a story about how you go to some of these these uh, establishments that might not even really cater to people of the culture, but they play in the soundtrack of the culture. You know what I'm saying? And kind of being a little disconcerting because you're like, damn, I hear you know I hear us represented in a in a musical fashion, but when I look around, as, as the uh, article was talking about, the only other person of color I see is the cook. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like, damn, I'm. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm in here. I hear the records, and I see that a lot. Where it's like, the music is appreciated, but maybe not the people. You know what I mean? Now, obviously, that's not nothing new. But I just, I felt like that was an interesting, uh, fun, like an interesting uh, capture of a phenomenon that you see quite a bit. Starbucks is one place, right. and various other places. What you think about that? Man, listen. You don't become the number one music in the world without appealing to the world's people. You know what I mean? So there are white people that love hip hop. There are mm -hmm. white people who were born into hip hop. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There are hip hop marketers from record labels who exclusively focus on marketing to white kids. Mm. Um, so yeah, they're gonna listen to it in their spaces. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? In their way and it's gonna mean what it means to them. And then when you hear a lot of this rap, a lot of it is 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 dedicated to them in a certain way. They, like the drugs of choice of this generation's rap is the drugs of choice of those kids. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So when you talk about the culture, mm -hmm. I'm not sure you're talking about the same thing as, as the race. Hmm. You know what I mean? So the culture of hip hop right now ain't what it was when we was coming up. It wasn't a music that was coming up out the hood. This music ain't coming up out the hood always. Maybe some of the people who recorded are, mm -hmm. but as soon as it hits SoundCloud, it's out of there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's in the suburbs. It's mm -hmm. in you know what I mean. In other countries, it's all it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. So the and the lifespan of it, where you're able to listen to this music and the places that actually, and especially with artists, once they get any type of buzz, any type of hit to where they're being played in Starbucks, they already are nine times out of ten not even affordable for venues in the hood. So it's these when you go to these shows and the tickets are hundred dollars and shit like that. Shit, who who going to these shows? It's mm. ain't like back in the day when you doing shows at the skate rink and shit. This shit is big business, and that music is being marketed to people, and the people who are gravitating towards it are not always black. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you're going to hear it in places where there's no black people. Mm -hmm. That's just par for the course. You know what I'm saying? Well, part of the, uh, the article, what they kind of said, 
one distinction they made was they're often songs by artists that are making like pointedly black songs like cranes in the sky i mean you know what i mean or like sensibility where it's not it's not going for the broad it's kind of like this is supposedly for the people but it's still it's popping yeah so it's going to transcend no but it's like you know it's more if you listen to like all right by kendrick lamar you know what i mean which has kind of been adopted as like a fight song on or or resistance anthem you know what i mean where it's like uh we gonna be alright. You know what I mean. The I is already like the I is already alright. They know they all gonna be alright. They ain't never really had being alright in jeopardy. Right. You know what I'm saying. But when it's right. like when the when the you know that was the uh, motivation. Right. But then the motivation goes beyond, and it's just background right. almost music. Right. But you can't have it both ways, man. You can't blow up, get accepted. You know what I'm saying. Fight for integration into these award shows and you know what I'm saying get get the big stadium money and you know what I'm saying the platinum records without everybody you know what I'm saying so if it's Kendrick's we going to be all right that's his message it's a very black message of course mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying that doesn't take away the fact that white people may be entertained by your black messaging mm-hmm. because you're selling it to them it's it's Dave Chappelle doing the Chappelle show mm-hmm. and he telling his jokes and white people are still, they are laughing at these jokes, but not in the way that he felt like they should have been. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So at the top levels, man, your art is going to be judged by different communities and it's going to be seen in different lenses mm-hmm. from each one of those communities. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be all right. Might be a rallying cry for people in the hood. We gonna be all right. Might be a protest, you know what I'm saying? Call for for allies of the hood, but then we gonna be all right. Might just be a get drunk and party record for at a brunch, at a brunch or a fucking frat house. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Public Enemy probably had way more white fans than black fans. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and that that that's shit. I didn't even know until I saw the documentary. That Teddy Pendergrass had a whole lot of white fans. That shit, to me, I thought Teddy P was a classically black only, you know what I'm saying, segregated ass artist. Black as fuck. I didn't realize he was going platinum as many times as he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was out there. Like, shit. Yeah. So, this ain't new. No, it's not new, but it's, it is a... Uh, uh, it's definitely a phenomenon that you feel it a little bit more. You feel it definitely like... It's almost like it's like an inorganic vibe in a sense. There's still a bit of a point of view in the the curation of the yeah. sound. You know what I mean? And the selection of the shit that's not always reflected in the audience. And it, and it, it could be a little disconcerting. It's definitely something that's been going on for years and years and just like anything else, we learn to adapt to it or we accept it for what mm-hmm. it is, but it's still an interesting phenomenon. Wait. You know what I mean? It's like if you went to fucking Casablanca mm-hmm. and, you know, they was just playing a bunch of Billie Eilish and playing mm-hmm. the dupe, like the, you know what I mean, uh, Mumford and Sons and shit but like why that. why would that? White man owned the bar. You know what I'm saying? You see so, what I'm saying? I, I, I know, I know, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, but it's it's like this though, dog. 
You know what I'm saying? If you are, you can't have, like I said, you can't have it both ways. You can't say you when you walk into Starbucks and you only hear white shit, mm-hmm. like, damn, these motherfuckers only play. That's all y'all got. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be mad if you walk into the spot and only hear white shit all the time. And then you're going to be like, well, hip-hop is the biggest music in the world. Why do we don't hear no hip-hop in this shit? And then they play the shit and be like, damn, these motherfuckers in here listening to hip-hop. I'm not really complaining. I'm just, pay, I'm just paying That's attention. That's publishing like a motherfucker. Of course. But I'm just, it just is uh, it's striking sometimes. You're like, damn. Man, these white people grew up on this music. I, I'm not saying they didn't. And I get that. But it's still... It still feels interesting. It still it still feels like it's uh, out maybe outside the original context. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just one of those things. Not to say it's like you go to a um, you go to an Apple store. <laughs> this is a wild analogy, but you go to an Apple store and it's just mad porno playing on all of the MacBook Pros. You know what I'm saying? Now we know everybody loves porn. Porn is out there. That shit mainstream and shit. But it was still like, damn, I ain't know we was throwing on porn at the motherfucker. I ain't know we was playing Booty Talk 103 at the Mac store. This is kind of interesting. It's different. Obviously, it's a testament to the the reach of it all. But wow, I'm a little thrown. Well, listen, man. When, when rock was the number one music in the world, you heard that shit everywhere. And you expected to hear that shit everywhere. You know what I mean? So if hip hop is the number one music in the world, you should expect to hear that shit. Yeah, I got something. Yeah, right. everywhere. You know what I mean? It should hear. It should be an outrage if you don't hear that shit in places and spaces. Now, you know what I mean? It. I think it's a almost a cop out on the parts of those types of uh, establishments to just go with what's just working. I think curated, you know what I'm saying, curation-wise, I think places should take more risk and try to curate in a way that may fit the vibe a little more. You know what I mean? But if you're going with rolling with the winners, shit, let's play what's number one on the charts. This shit is algorithm out to play what is the number one shit that's popping today. You know? I like, you know what I'm saying, in the early 2000s when... Places like the W and place was playing. I don't even know what the fuck kind of music that shit is. It just sounds like hotel lobby music. That's mm-hmm. what I call it because that's right. why I discovered it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Hotel lobby music. I'm like, damn, that shit is cool. Right. It, I don't even know what the fuck. It ain't had no big names attached mm-hmm. to it. It wasn't right. no number one platinum hits. That shit was just a vibe. Mm-hmm. I like that vibe. I still like that vibe. It might have some break beats in it, but then like some cool out shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Very ambient. Ambient ass background shit. You never thought to have no ambient background music. Like, damn, that is cool. Who thought of that? Right. You know what I'm saying? Other than the shit you done heard a thousand times on the radio station heading over there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just think it's easy to do. Like, algorithm-wise, you set it to top hits. And that's what you're going to get. But that's my point. It's not always top hits. What is it? It ain't all like, you know, it, sometimes it be deep cuts, you know, so it's definitely somebody that is, uh, like I said, curating it and they come in with a different type of sensibility. It's not always like they not playing numbers one through 10 on the billboard. Like sometimes they playing SoundCloud mixtape shit or the SoundCloud shit or where you know what I mean, it depends on where, where you go. It depends. Hey, all them, all the white spots that I hear playing hip hop, nah. corporate type white spots, they playing the shit you know. 
You know what I'm saying? They playing some old Pandora mix ass right. shit. I can't think of anything off the top of the head because I ain't really. It's been a minute since I've, but I've been in situations where I'm like, wait a minute, they playing this? And you should say, you're like, oh shit, this is, this is fucking, I can't think of anything crazy, but I've been there. Anyway, it is what it is, man. Man. I'm not mad. I'm not, well, I'm not mad. I just see that I've seen the phenomenon. It's very interesting and it was an interesting piece. I just think I don't. I ain't. I ain't too mad at that. I'm not I'm, mad. At, I'm, I'm not, not mad at it. But I. It's. It's. Uh, it's striking. You that, see it a lot. But you see it a lot where it's like. Like I said, because sometimes it could be disconcerting because the the context of the 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 venue might not be as welcoming as it sounds. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying is like, you go to a spot and they playing some shit and then. You coming through and you might not be well received because I ain't really into the, you know what I mean? Right, I like, ain't into the blacks. Yeah. So. I like their music, but I'm not into the Yeah, blacks. that's where it stops. I mean, that's, that's been, you know what I'm saying, where niggas had to play the club but come through the back door. You know what I'm saying? Couldn't even live in the same city where the club was at, where they played. Couldn't stay in the same hotel where they played. You know what I'm saying? That's been that way since. They love the music. They love the culture and the vibe, but then do they want to fuck with us? You know? Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? But on the flip side of that shit is shit gets so crazy. Kids can't afford to see their favorite artists and shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that shit ain't, you ain't going to be able to just roll up and see Jay at no, you know what I'm saying? Venue that's affordable. You're going to have to save for a ticket. You know what I'm saying? Like a ticket ticket. Right. You know what I'm saying? To see any of that shit. And you're going to be in the rafters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Anytime yo, these big black artists get big, you ain't going to... Shit. Niggas ain't going to be able to circulate back and do the, the motherfucking college gymnasium or, you know what I mean? Or, or the local venue. Mm. That shit is going to be a big live nation affair. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of times your favorite artist, like your the audience that really started them off, can't afford to go see them. They priced out. You priced out. The promoters in that demo can't afford to book you. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Nigga can't go see, go fucking book Drake. Nigga Drake won't damn near a million dollars. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you might be able to sneak, get into the club and see them, you know what I'm saying, spray champagne in the air. Mm-hmm. You might get that big ticket, you know what I'm saying, to go see the big concert and 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 spin out hundred bucks. Is it? But is it? Um, if I'm really thinking about it, is it much different than it's ever been? Obviously, the price points are higher, but I always felt like the concert level was always kind of a bit of an investment, unless you go into something like a and even even like a summer jam. You go into a summer jam where you could see a bunch of this, a bunch of these acts, all in one. So it kind of almost justifies the price, but it's like, then, I'm sure when the summer jam wasn't that high. But no, my my point is, and obviously things have changed a bit, price point wise. Things have gotten, you know, inflated over the years. You know what I mean? There's always, but there's always been a bit of a, a hike between, you seeing people at the local club. To where you're seeing people at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, even back in the days, 
you wanted to see the Jacksons, you got to go to an arena to see the Jacksons when they pop. It wasn't right. like you go but, see the Jacksons at the at the lounge but, anymore. But, but two years, you know what I mean? You're right. You know what I'm saying? Two years before they pop, you know what I'm saying? You could still see them at the lounge. You know what I'm saying? You could, and then you know what I'm saying. It's some artists that that can go back and forth, like a James Brown would do a big ass shit, but then do, you know what I'm saying, some Apollo shit or like you know what I'm saying, right. some more local shit. He'll do the the Watts Riot uh, concert and right. shit where it was in the hood in the community. Right. So it's just different now because everything is very much commercial and and. It's three promoters that have really taken over the big game. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So if you got Live Nation, you know what I'm saying, AEG and shit, they pretty much have taken over the big game and the big artists. So now that is very much monopolized and corporatized. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like Jay can't go do no goddamn show for no promoter. Cause he a Live Nation artist. When right. He do his motherfucking shit. He's in shit, partnership with. Yeah, the that shit is finna be Live Nation shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's it. That's the only time you are gonna see him is that's some big shit. Right. The big ticket item. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. So it's just like it's business, but you know what I'm saying? It's just to the point like when we like to hold on to, it's not of the culture or is it? Uh, I, you know what I'm saying? A lot of hip hop ain't of the culture. Hmm. It's the music. You know what I'm saying? It's some of the artists. But some of this shit ain't of the culture. It's just, you know what I'm saying, some big shit. All in all, the game definitely corporatization is gonna is gonna affect the game. When there's when there's money to be made, there's more people that's in the conversation. So Word. fair enough. Word up. What else is good, man? Anything else you wanna talk about? What's on your mind, man? Well, you know, I'm like with everybody else, everybody, you know, grieving a little bit with COVID. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You know, it's just a, a a a sad affair, you know what I'm saying? Right. Once we really know his daughter is really gone along with him. And, you know what I mean? Just the just the whole movement of how black men are really expressing themselves right. and, and feeling this whole shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? It had to take something like a Kobe for this shit to niggas to kinda open the damn release. Yes. That's it's bittersweet, you know what I mean? Because it's so funny too. Because you do hear people like uh, shout out to my barber. He was like, "Man, you know, I cried about that shit." You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like he, it's so funny that uh, the fact that you cried about that shit or you got sad, but this justifies your sadness. This ain't no trivial shit to be sad about, as if you can't be sad about anything. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, culturally, a lot, not culturally, but just socialized, especially just masculinity, definitely black masculinity, but all of that shit, there's not a lot of, traditionally, it hasn't been a lot of, um, uh, what's the word? people being open to expressing grief or feelings and things like that. It's like, what you, you, you sad nigga? Come on now. Don't cry over that. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, 
It's right. a damn shame that it take an icon dying, mm -hmm. and not only an icon dying, but an icon dying with his daughter. Because right. I often see a lot of people saying, you know, yeah, you know, the whole Kobe shit, you know, that's fucked up. Then his daughter, that's what really made it yeah, sad. That, that, that makes it fucked up. Of course, but it's like, you don't have to uh, justify your grief. You can be sad over anything, but it feels as though, like... You can be, but... You got the you got the freedom to be sad about anything. Right, but can you talk about it? Can will people, you know what I'm saying? Well, especially in this age where it's social media, like you going there and say, I'm sad today. Niggas gonna roast you. But I see more I honestly see more people expressing uh their emotions. Men? In this, yeah, in this era than in back in the day. No, for I mean, of course, yes. You know what I'm definitely. saying? I think people are a little bit more progressive. Definitely, and I think definitely, it is more, more progressive. Accepting but, of it. But it ain't as widely accepted as it should be. Yeah, but I, I, I maybe, yeah, it could always be a little bit more widely accepted. But I, I do feel like, in like when I look at some of these, these younger cats, they're a little bit more expressive about how they feel. You know what I'm saying? What they dealing with? It's not as quick to be like, "Oh, you on some you you on some bitch shit." You you know what I'm saying? The fuck out of here, nigga. You you know what I mean? You sad, nigga? What's wrong? You know, like that ain't leverage. I, I still see that kind of. You still see it, but it's not as. It's almost like now people are. It's it's refereed. It's a little bit more monitoring. Like, oh, oh, oh let that man express. You know what I'm saying? Like you see it now, where people are kind of. There's more allies right. in the in the sadness realm. Right. But you know, here's the thing, you know what I'm saying? People a lot of people talk about masculinity. You right. know what I'm saying? Modern masculinity and, and redefining masculinity. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And masculinity they talk a lot about masculinity as it ref, as in respects to homosexuality or, you know what I'm saying, dealing with the LGBTQ communities okay. and and how men deal with that. But what I don't hear a lot of people talking about is masculinity in a way where a heterosexual man is has to deal with his masculinity in regards to, you know, women and society just in, in that bubble, right? So you might, everybody's saying, you know, you shouldn't treat people this way and you shouldn't say these things, and that is totally correct. But then in this direction, it's like, you know, I feel this certain kind of way. And then, you know, you got women, right, who have been raised under this same, you know what I'm saying, code of masculinity as we have been. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So your bitch ass ain't supposed to cry. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But now you crying about what? You know what I'm saying? So I don't think women are as forgiven as, in real life as, you know what I'm saying, what, we, what has been made of it in in media and in the world was like, you know, men should have room to do this, but that shit might work on the internet. But when you go home and try to do that shit, they can be like, nigga, how am I supposed to feel safe? You know what I'm saying? With you protecting me, you over there in the corner crying and shit. Mm -hmm. Pull your shit together. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's still a long way to go. You know what I'm saying, and I think the lot a lot of the conversations is going in one direction and and not the other because mm -hmm. I don't think people really admit that women are a lot more you know what I'm saying unforgiving in that space 
than than what they lead on to be on the internet. Well, absolutely, and I think there's also a lot of men that get their idea of masculinity from women. You know right. what I'm saying? Because maybe dude ain't present. The guy that would be the model for masculinity might not be around there. So oftentimes you get a woman that's like, a man ain't gonna do that. You know, or right. a real man is da 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 da, right. and then that that becomes. That's all subjective, and that you know what I mean. That that whole shit is a what do they call it? A, a, a social construct. A lot of that shit is sold to you. A lot of that, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, but a lot of it boxes you in. You know, I joke about tears. I call them shits emotion roaches. You know what I'm saying? Because you like you you almost ashamed when they out. You like oh you ain't seen nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I think a lot of motherfuckers, to be totally honest with you, are bundling their sadness with this Kobe shit. They right. were sad months before. They've been right. sad for a while. Right. Kobe died, so it's like an it's like an excusable way for you to perform or you know express your sadness. And you ain't realize you thought you was crying for Kobe, but th- day three you still <laughs> sad to the motherfucker. You know what I mean? Because you just un- you opened the faucet. It's like when you you know when you drinking beer, and you take that first piss. You done cracked the seal. Now you back and forth about four times. That ain't all. That ain't all Kobe remorse. Some of that shit is some other shit that's <laughs> trapped and been suppressed. You know what I'm right. saying? And it's un. It's a damn shame that uh, it's not. It's not to your point. It's not. Uh, it's not acknowledged with as much compassion right. as it as it may deserve. You know right. what I'm saying? Uh but um you know like I, I like I said I'm starting to see this new generation. <laughs> I feel like an old motherfucker when I say that this new generation, but I see a lot of these new generation cats being a lot more expressive about how they feel without the fear of the judgment without the, you know, when, yeah. when they'll, well, they'll say, hey, man, that's toxic. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot more code, I mean, like, a lot more uh, words and jargon to combat you know, you know all of that. There's a lot, of, a lot more information out there and a lot more, you know what I'm saying, again, it's a lot more um, words, like you said. Right. There's a lot more things to describe things that you may have felt back in the day but had no words to actually back it up because you weren't mixed up in these different communities and these different ideas. You were only surrounded by what was around you. You know what I'm saying? And the, the, the codes and the, the morals and the mores of the, the community that you were in. Now you could be in your community, but your all your values and shit are coming from someplace in social media. You know what I'm saying? Where you found your tribe and the people that you talk to every day mm. and that you communicate with. And, you know, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. And then I see that. And then you're introduced to all these different ideas in these places. But you still feel like that's remote. No, I mean, it's remote in a sense of where you're learning it. But once you internalize it, then that becomes a part of you. Now, how you execute it within your real life scenario may be different. Then how you execute it? It's people that is, that's you know that's lit online that that have found their tribe and their community and they feel welcome and they go in there mm-hmm. and they are some fucking body. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They got followers and motherfuckers who love every word they say. Mm-hmm. And then when you see them in the world, they're still a little more timid 
and shy because in the world you're not really sure who backs up your ideals. You know what I'm saying? And and you're not sure who what's really safe because now this is real people in real life and real consequences or well, not consequences but real things that can happen to you. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of times I meet people that's popping on social media and you know because I'm a fan of people who do shit that make shit mm -hmm. that make a way that uh create a vibe and a place you know something like damn them motherfuckers did that shit and I appreciate that shit and then when you meet them in real life and you be like yo I feel that shit I appreciate that shit the motherfuckers like nigga who the fuck is this you know what I'm saying stranger danger mm. you know what I'm saying and sometimes I find myself in places where people are like kind of shook that that you're acknowledging them in real life. Right. And it's like people who get hundreds of thousands of motherfucking views and shit right. on the internet. You're like, damn, I thought that's what, I thought you were real comfortable in that shit. Well, they're comfortable within the screen interaction. This is, right. a lot of them are socially awkward. Right. You know what I mean? They might be able to articulate how they feel through the computer or through the phone, but in person, they don't know how to even accept it or, you know what I right. mean? Or know how to articulate it in like one-on-one -on -one where right. a motherfucker is like, oh shit, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know. And that happens more than once. And and then, but that happens also when you're a real person, you're not a social media star, but you have found comfort in knowing that people think some of the same things you think. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You found them online, but then in the real world, you might not have those people in proximity to you. You know what I'm saying? You might live in a house where they don't believe that shit what you think. Because, like, what the fuck is you on? You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and and that's, you know, that's just been a thing since the beginning of the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I get, you know, I think if we go real deep into it, I think that hyper-masculinity is almost like a defense mechanism, especially in the black community where, like, a lot of times you might not have even been able to truly protect everything that was yours or even your own body. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. when cats is having their way with your wife or they separating your family and shit like that, and it just is what it is. You could feel a way, but it will be dealt with in a way where you might lose your life or you, you know what I'm saying? Where mm -hmm. it's like, it, it conditions you to damn near be, uh, you gotta numb, you gotta numb your way through life. You don't mm -hmm. even allow yourself to feel because you feel like it's meaningless. You know what I mean? Nobody is really acknowledging your feelings because sometimes you're not even looked at as a whole person. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So then you just, you're trying to operate as an entity without feeling or without compassion or without much empathy because, nigga, what's that shit going to really do? This is what we up against. You know what I mean? Fuck you crying over spilt milk for. What is da-da-da-da-da? Mm -hmm. And that becomes what you adapt. Or even... Nigga, you sad about that? Now you being ruled by shame. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where like that's leveraged against you. Yo, that nigga sad to the motherfucker. I talk to that nigga. That nigga was crying like I mean it was ridiculous. And it's like, well, damn, his his brother got killed. You know what I'm saying? Like, or he lost, you know, or whatever the fuck. He lost the job. People get grief over all types of shit. 
And it becomes like this tier-based system of what's worth what's worth grieving. You know what I'm saying? Like, if Kobe might have had two rings, would niggas be able to be as outwardly emotional for a nigga that only won two championships? You know what I'm saying? Or Kobe died by himself, would it be as tr- you know what I'm saying? It's like it's almost funny that where you kind of due to a lot of I don't want to say self-imposed, but definitely self-maintained uh, constraints. We've we've made these uh, fucking you know where certain shit has to be worthy of grief. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, all right, fair enough, and it's even still on the clock. It's like, all right, my nigga, this nigga died X amount of, you know, you need to snap out of that shit. You know what right. I'm saying? Nigga, I don't know what, you know what I'm saying? Like, it is, right. it's just a, it's an interesting relationship with grief. But, but you know, it's, I think in our community, it's an interesting relationship with grief from the jump. You know right. what I'm saying? Just, just the way people die, you know what I'm saying? The shit that goes on, the way people go to jail, you right. know what I'm saying? It's grief in when people go to jail. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah. they like the living dead. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They just in there. You can't see them or touch them. They just in there. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think we grieve. It's a lot of things to grieve. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know, f- f- go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't want to cut you off. I got something to say, but go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I just also feel like it ain't like grief is a new thing. It's just. For people to maybe cope with grief in a way that's a little bit more, uh, a little bit more responsible, right? Because right. we've seen sad motherfuckers before. We seen motherfuckers drowning their sorrows in the bottle, or staying high, or you know what I mean, or just in the house all the time, or you know what I mean, like just mm-hmm. take to the bed, you know what I mean, whatever motherfuckers is doing. But if somebody say, "Yo," I'm out in the world, but I am sad. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like this, this is just where I'm at with it. Well, and uh, you know, I, you know, it's almost funny for somebody to be like, "Yo, I feel sad," because it's almost like admitting a vulnerability. Right. It's like hiding a limp. No, nah, I mean, it's like like me. I like when I be on the internet and shit. I like to say positive shit, right? Mm-hmm. I like to, you know, especially when I was really active. When I was really active in the internet, I used to always be like with the with the positive shit, with mm-hmm. the happy shit. You know what I'm saying? My pictures, I'd be pretty you know, in a joyful way and shit. And then I used to get a lot of blowback of like, you know what I'm saying? Everything ain't always happy. You know, I was like, I ain't understand, I ain't really understand that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything, everybody ain't always, you can't be happy. You must be fake. Like, nigga, I'm not happy right now. As I'm posting this smiley ass shit. Right. But I'm not smiling because everything is good and shit is good. I'm smiling because I'm good. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I started using, I started posting that when I get that. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm good. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? No matter what's going on. Like, I've been in some fucked up shit. Right. But I've always stayed good. You know what I'm saying? And and the thing about it is that nobody want to see you all the way happy. Nobody want to see you complaining too much. You know what I'm saying? Everything, you're supposed to just get it, take it, move on. You know what I'm saying? And it's like some of this shit, right? right. Some of the shit we see in this news cycle, it comes and it goes. You know what I'm saying? It's hashtag this today. Hashtag that tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Kobe is this week. You right. know what I'm saying? 
it might be something next week. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, but it's just a couple things in this cycle that really stuck with me like none other. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if I'll get through them as far as grief. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like I actively grieve over the shit, but I it just it just makes you realize something about the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that was two, only two motherfucking events. The rest of these shits, you know what I'm saying? I take it as it comes. Motherfucking Katrina mm-hmm. and Trayvon. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Katrina let me know that this shit is fucked up, dog. They not coming to save your motherfucking ass, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They let them people be out there motherfucking all week, man. And we got plenty of planes and boats and helicopters and shit that could easily have went and go got motherfuckers about that shit. They ain't want to go get them motherfuckers, man. They mm. let them motherfuckers then, then they ship them motherfuckers out and move. Moved on. Move new people into their houses where mm. them people used to live. Right. You know what I'm saying? That shit was fucked up. And it was like, let you know that, man, this country ain't really, you know mm. what I'm saying? This shit ain't really what they trying to tell you this, man. Mm-hmm. These motherfuckers opened that flood shit and mm. moved them people on out of that, man. Mm. And, and that shit fucked me up. Like, damn, they really own this shit, man. And they not letting you leave. Like, once once it got going, they got the motherfucking National Guard and shit keeping you in that shit. Mm-hmm. You can't walk your way out because they keeping you in that shit. It's like designed. Yeah, it's like, nigga, nah. You gonna stay up in this shit, man. It's aggressive gentrification. Exactly. They motherfucking filled that dome up with people and shit, and they ain't have no real security and shit, no lights in that motherfucker mind. Right. That shit was fucked up. Uh huh. And what was the other thing you said, Katrina? What was the other thing? I ain't down with Katrina. Oh, keep going. <laughs> my bad. I don't want to sweep it under the rug. Keep going. My bad, <laughs> brother. Trying to do how Let they it do. rock. You no. see how you do? How to? Are how you done? How the world do you try Come to? Come on with all of the crying. I'm just saying, dog. Come on. It, it just opened up a floodgate of thoughts to where <laughs> no pun intended. The no pun intended that this these motherfuckers will sit there. They will drown your ass, man. Yeah. Without regard, right? You know what I'm saying? They got resources to save your ass. Right. They ain't gonna try. You know what I'm saying? Right. Whoever survived, that's who survived. Right. Other than that shit, you know what I'm saying? And then. People who survive, go on ahead, go on, go on to Houston, go on to Atlanta, whatever, right. you know what I'm saying? And we'll put some motherfucking white people in these houses, mm-hmm. rebuild them, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Sell them for the premium. Right. Trayvon, because it's, I was that type of kid that would go to the store in the middle of the night right. and walk home, cut through the back way, right. and just be walking along doing shit, you right. know what I'm saying? Without even thinking about it. The age he was at, you know what I'm saying? The height, his weight, it was me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then they started talking about, you know, he from my neighborhood. He grew up in the same neighborhood I grew up in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then they talking about because of his height and his weight, he would be considered an adult. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I had a son that was 12 years old, that same height. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you telling me, that a motherfucker could jump on him and shoot him and shit just cause mm-hmm. he think he an adult. Mm-hmm. That shit fucked me up, dog. That yeah. shit fucked me up cause, and the more I looked into it and the more you hear people talking and then once they get on the defense, you know what I'm saying? And once like the other side of the world, you know how when you watching the internet, 
you got people who like, damn, that's fucked up. Then you got people that's gonna back up the other side. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be the flip side of mm-hmm. what you think. And to see how many motherfuckers came out in support of Zimmerman and was like, you know what I'm saying, this kid deserved it basically. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then you hear the tapes come out and they, you know, they they had the nerve to say that could be Zimmerman screaming. You know what I'm saying? Mm, that shit fucked me up, dog. And I don't know. And that's just let me know something about the world that I didn't really want to know. And I ain't going to get over it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So that's that. I, I'm with you. It's it's a damn shame a nigga going to grieve every six years. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Now you like, can. It's plenty of shit you can. But see, some shit don't touch you personally as deeply as some other shit. Right. Like, after Trayvon, all the rest of the shit's just, it's like, I found that shit out on Trayvon, so I already know these motherfuckers is crazy. Right. And a trip. My <laughs> thing is, it's like there's a level of emotional compartmentalization that exists as a people to where it's almost like it's got to be Katrina levels of severity or Trayvon. That's for you know me. I mean? No, 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 no. It's not just for you, but I'm just saying in general... It's like for motherfuckers to like justify their sadness, it's damn near gotta be earth shattering off the times. But I don't even think like you know what I'm saying. Ain't like I don't feel like I could bring Katrina shit up every day. Then you're like, nigga, that was 2005, right? You know what I'm saying, nigga? If it was real shit, it was real shit. There's you know what I mean. There's ass whippings that still stand out in my life. You know what I'm saying? That shit might have just been on a, a Friday. You know what I'm saying in '88. You know what I mean? But that shit was symbolic in my life. You know what I mean? There is no real true barometer to what is worthy of grief. You know what I'm saying? But it's like sometimes we gotta, we gotta, it's almost like it's gotta be sanctioned. It's almost gotta be like a, like what do they call it when it's like a state of emergency damn there for a motherfucker to to be allowed to be sad. It could be anything. I don't think motherfuckers really wanted you to be sad. You know what I'm saying? They just push right past. Oh, sometimes the they shit. want you just to be broken. Right. They just push right past the shit. You know what I mean? It, I mean, I look at the fact. Well, go ahead. No, nah, I was just about to talk about masculinity and shit. Go ahead, keep going. It's just with, with, with being a man in this world. It ain't just about not um, crying or not expressing your feelings or having to bring home the bacon and make the money and shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just like you, all of that shit, whatever you do, you have to do that shit knowing that it ain't going to be no real cheering squad on none on either side. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It ain't going to be a grieve squad. It ain't going to be a cheering squad when you do the shit right. So you kind of, you kind of make yourself into this thing of whereas you don't need none of that. You you can't need none of that you don't in expect- order in order to thrive. Because if you need it, you're gonna be disappointed. You know what I'm saying? And if if you expect it, you're gonna be disappointed. So if you're gonna succeed and make it through, you have to turn yourself into this motherfucking machine to where all right, fuck all that. I'm going to make this shit regardless of anybody cheer. I'm going to make this shit regardless of, you know what I'm saying? If motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying, don't want to see me cry or struggle, I got to just fucking get through. Right. You know what I'm saying? 
and you harden yourself. You harden yourself, and and you you put yourself in a position where, you know, what I'm saying I don't need that. Right. And then when you don't need it, then you don't expect it. Right. When you don't expect it, it definitely don't show. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then even the people that's around you, when they may try to show you or they don't show you, you know what I'm saying? You don't give a fuck because mm-hmm. you got to go anyway. You got to make it anyway. Right. And that, I think that's the part that in your day-to-day, in day-to-day relationships, it kind of it kind of um, separates people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it, it almost, you almost negate your full human sensibility. You harden yourself to the point to where you just, you know, like you almost like, uh, like you said, you don't expect any support in any way, whether it's positive or negative. You cut that off. You cut off the expectation of somebody giving a fuck about you mm-hmm. just to get through it. But at the same time, when you do that, it's easier for us not to give a fuck about you to where right. it has to be something super severe. It's almost like with the whole Dr. King and what was it, the uh, Selma or whatever, where he was like, you know what? Next time we go there, we need to have, we need to show the abuse that these people are getting. This shit got to be on TV mm-hmm. so that people who are not us could be like, God damn, that was inhumane. You know what I mean? So it's not like just some old quiet, you know, uh, brutality. It's like, let us show you. And it's like, oh, wow, I didn't know y'all niggas was dealing with that. And it's almost like now that somebody outside seeing that, they kind of caught, whoa, that's just a little bit too much. Mm -hmm. Now it's like it's justified. Y'all can grieve. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's complicated, man. Yeah, it's definitely complicated. And, you know, we going to be all right. Yeah, ain't that a bitch? And that's what we that's what we aspire to be. All right. <laughs> we ain't going to be good, but we going to be all right. We'll get through it. Oh, we going to be great, man. We going to prosper. We going to be great. There you go. You know what I'm saying? But that is that, man. Oh, <clears throat> uh, shit. Anything else you want to chop it up about? or I'm sad. sad <laughs> no, I'm just playing. It's all right, no, I'm man. Good. I'm sad, good. Man. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Um, nah, I'm good, man. Shit. You know what I'm saying? I had a, had a great time today. Talking, talking through this stuff. Have you ever not been good, but you just say you good just to get through the little shit the day where they can say, yo, how are you good? And it's easier just to say you good than to yo, be I've like, never publicly announced that I'm not good. I had a friend of mine, and, it's a, and it was it was interesting. Uh, I had a friend of mine who one time, I was like, yo, you good? Not really, exp- I'm expecting gener- you know, generalities. Yeah, I'm chilling, nigga, you know what it is. Mm-hmm. I said, you good? My man was like, my life is in shambles. And I was like, that shit struck me because it was it was honest as fuck. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, damn, you know what I mean? Because right. that ain't even in casual conversation, shambles. Because right. now you kind of got to be like, you kind of can't act like you didn't hear that. You know, my right. fucker be like, yo, I'm chilling. You know what it is, what it is. Or, you know, I can't, you know, I ain't, I ain't complaining. I ain't going to complain. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, shit. You know. You know what I mean? Like, for a motherfucker to really fully reveal, yo, shit ain't all the way good. Right. I mean. You got to reckon with it. I mean, my life has been in shambles. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But what I realize about shambles is that it's never really as bad as you 
make it feel as you feel it in the present moment. You know what I'm saying? So as bad as my shit has been, mm-hmm. it wasn't never as bad as I thought it was. You know what I'm saying? Because you got through it. Not because you got through it, because once you sat back and really looked at your options and looked at your resources and looked at what you could do from that moment, you realized that, well, you know what? I could bust this move. But the day that that you was feeling that way, right. you don't see all these options. But that's my point. Like, sometimes your feelings got validity. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because in hindsight... You know no, what I mean? Not, well, well, let me finish. But right. sometimes in hindsight, and I seen an ill T-shirt that it had like it was like a political campaign, and instead of like burning, it just says hindsight twenty twenty. I thought that was fire, but like in hindsight, when you get through it, you know, I was well, like I was stressing, I was bugging mm-hmm. out, but in that fucking moment, right? That whatever anxiety or however you feel in that moment. That shit is still real to you. Right, but it's real to you. But a lot of times, fear makes it worse. You know what I mean? And when you have that fear, you're feeling this pressure and this pain from all these different places that you shouldn't really, if you looked at it objectively. You know what I mean? And and it's not going to stop that feeling of fear coming. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? When, when some shit happened. But after you... It's not even after you got through it. You know what I'm saying? It's when you realize, like, wait a minute. Hold up. Let me think this shit through. I'm going to get the fuck up out of this situation. And you be like, oh, shit, I could do this. Oh, I could pull that. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You start adding up all your invoices. That I'm like, nigga, shit, I got more money out there than I thought. Let me get these shits in. You know what I'm saying? So it's just be your initial reaction to shit. And a lot of times, fear is the shit that, that fucks everything up. You know what I'm saying? That that makes you do irrational shit. Fear, the toxic masculinity shit that a lot of people talk about is really just fear. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and a man's reaction to fear. You know what I mean? I grew up in a very toxic masculine environment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I grew up with a single father that's, you know what I'm saying? From mm-hmm. an old generation. Right. You know what I'm saying? That uh, type of niggas that don't even exist no more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they banned. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They banned them type like, of things. Like, it's like, you know what I'm saying? That's from a Can't vibe. be on Twitter. Vibe. No, hell no. <laughs> you know what Get saying? him off of Twitter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's your granddaddy era. Like, you know what I mean? Like, shit is. That nigga said, fix me a plate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I feel you. <laughs> niggas that call their wife bitch. Right. Bitch, if you don't mind, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, crazy shit. You know what I mean? So. But then once you once you get in the world, and because it be a lot of times where you be around cats like that, like older cats, your uncles and all that shit, and you be like, man, that shit was completely unnecessary. As a kid, you thinking this. Even then you knew, you know but saying? you just didn't want to be on the right. outside you, of You it. can't say it, but you no. know, you're like, man, you went way too far. This shit like, is, like yeah, come on. I don't like, know if we could have done it. We could have done it differently. Yeah, man, you, you took this shit to the extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you start growing up. And you find yourself in these positions, and then you're like, damn, this is what my uncle was going through. Oh, I see what he was dealing with. Right. He was dealing with fear. Right. You know what I'm saying? He 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 was scared. All this little niggas, all this talk when niggas be saying, you know what I'm saying, bitch can't do shit for me, bitch. You know, right. fucking ain't gonna leave me, bitch, bitch, bitch. You know what Say what I'm all of that, but be afraid to be like, yo, I'm afraid. Right. Because that shit is uh-oh. Nigga, right. yo, scary ass. Right, nigga. but but he, you know what I'm saying? What I found in, in this world, like when you get into those situations, 
It's like you ain't got to really even say you're afraid. You just had to acknowledge that you're afraid. Absolutely. And then operate in the manner that you're not afraid. And then when you operate from that perspective, your whole reaction is different. The way you handle the shit is different. You know what I'm saying? What you really were scared of. There's a whole lot of beauty in that shit, you know what I'm saying? And letting yourself be and letting being free with expressing yourself right. to to your mate or whoever you love, you know what I'm saying? Like it's beauty in that shit once you get past your fear. But nah, niggas want to hide behind the fear cuz you know what I'm saying? If I say that, then the motherfucker going to want this and the motherfucker going to try me for that, and you know what I'm saying? But see, that's the difference. And I, and I, I hear you, but this is my thing. Yeah, you acknowledge the fear. And you might not even need to say it out loud, but not only do you acknowledge it, you embrace it and you understand it for what it is and you still execute in spite of. And not in the means that you downplay the fear, you just, you you see it for what it is and, and I'm gonna even open it up to beyond fear is anxiety, right? And oftentimes anxiety, what I've noticed, that shit is fantasy. Because all of that shit, more often than not, a great deal of that shit is just what's in your head. Mm-hmm. What's what you've already calculated or formulated. If I do this, right. shit gonna go like this, and da 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 da. And you've had a conversation with nobody but yourself and your own anxiety <laughs> that might dictate your next move. You had a conversation with the little scared motherfucker with that. Right. right, 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 right. Or you might, and then sometimes you might yield to that shit. Yeah. You're like, you know what? Nah, nigga, because you know, niggas gonna clown me. I'm gonna get dragged. I'm gonna do this. I'm not gonna do that. And you've cut yourself off from not only just feeling your feelings, but an option based on fear and you know, like they say, false evidence appearing real. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You, you, done, <laughs> you know what I mean? You done created some shit in your mind that's like, nah, nigga. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to saying, you know what? I'm up, you know, I'm anxious about this shit, but I still think, you know what I mean? Let me, let me, let me acknowledge it. Let me understand why this is manifesting. You know what I'm saying? This situation is calling from a lot, is calling for a lot from me. Mm-hmm. This is something that might be foreign, or this is something that might be difficult. You know what I'm saying? This is a, this is something that might be uncomfortable. So that's why this this fear and this anxiety is flaring up, but. I, I, I see it and I and I you know what? I realize it's there. But in spite of all of that, I'ma still do what I wanna do because I'm not a slave to it. I processed it. And if somebody asks me even in the moment, yo, how you feel? Hey, I'm a little nervous. So I'm a little mm-hmm. I'm a little fucked up about it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like I ooh, this shit could go either way. Mm-hmm. But it's gotta happen. You know what I mean? Like shit. I remember doing comedy. You know what I mean? You just do a comedy, go to a stage in front of motherfuckers. You nervous as fuck. And at first, you might be reluctant to say you nervous. Niggas be like, nigga, you scared? You about to you about to go on, nigga. How you feeling? You you nervous? Got the bubble guts. Yeah, nah, nigga. You know, shit, I'm cool. I ain't tripping. You know what I'm saying? Know it damn well. You with your head like, nigga, I'm gonna crack it over. What am I gonna say about these motherfuckers? Last Let me motherfucker hit the bathroom just got right quick. Yeah, the motherfuckers in it. Ah, shit. You know what I mean? And sometimes it ain't nothing wrong with yeah, man. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous, but we gonna fuck it out. We gonna get through it. What they say, courage is 
you know, faith in the spite of, you know, what bravery or whatever. It's right. faith in the spite of, of fear. Right. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, we, and, you know, and you gotta, you gotta take that, you know what I'm saying? And it, and it gets harder. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's work shit. But when, like what happens when it's personal shit and it's family shit and it's, you know what I'm saying? Your, your, your significant other shit where they know all your weak shit, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, and they could, poke you with it at any given time and yeah. you gotta be still open enough to to trust you know what I'm saying like that's real shit that that's, happens every day to reg- everybody yeah. you know what I'm saying not even having to do nothing extra yeah. and that's not even that's before you leave the motherfucking house yeah. you know what I'm saying you got to be like you know what I'm saying baby you know what you know what I'm saying I don't really think that's the right thing to do yeah, and it's like not. why you know what I'm saying right. and you be like ah, shit you know what I'm saying then you can't really say I'm scared you know what I mean? But why not? You can, because then, but then, in theory, you can. But then, when you say it, then what's the blowback? You know what I'm saying? You, can it will you know, be used against you? It will be used against you at any given moment. You know what I'm saying? Because you might be in another kind of situation that you might not even be scared of, but motherfucker, assume you scared. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like this scary ass nigga. But you know you know what? We got to do this shit. Is he going to be here to hold double? Is he going to fold? You know what I mean? But but you know what I I realize? More often than not, most motherfuckers are scared, even if they don't articulate it. The the thing is, you could be scared because a feeling is a feeling. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think we don't don't accept our feelings. You could be scared. You could be envious. You could be jealous. You Mm -hmm. could be mad. All of that shit, sometimes there's a negative connotation to that, but these are just real right. feelings but, that go through, right? But sometimes when you say that shit out loud, it can be held against you. Yeah, but at least you being honest, always you being honest is, I feel like that unlocks a lot more freedom than front. You know what I'm saying? And it might even inspire motherfuckers to be like, yo, I'll be honest with you. I remember the time when I saw, and I always point to it because I'm like, this motherfucker seemed unflappable. But I remember that time, I think I've talked about this shit on the podcast a bunch of times. But when Jay-Z went on his Twitter rant and he was like, yo, I'm going to be honest with you. I've been scared the whole time. And you like, God damn, nigga, this is Hove. This nigga, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hove ain't no see- feelings. Hove ain't seem unflappable to me. From the Nas, from okay. from the Nas fight. Before okay. Nas, I thought Ho was was the man of steel. Right. You know what I'm saying? When the Nas shit happened, because I was in New York, mm-hmm. and because you hear the radio back and forth every day, right. you hear Nas up on the station at Hot 97, you hear right. Jay up at uh, Angie Martinez, and you you listening to their voices and shit. Mm-hmm. When 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 Jay started catching the beat down, you know what I'm uh-huh. saying. When Aether came and he did Super Ugly, you could hear in his voice that he was fucking up. You know, you could hear in the, in his voice that he was wavering. You could hear it was like to me, it was the first time the Emperor had no clothes. That's the that's really the first time where that phrase even made sense to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? I understood it, but I never. You know what I'm saying? We never had anything to to really place it on. When when Jay was doing that Nas shit and he made Super Ugly and he overstepped and you know what I'm saying he was trying to backtrack a little bit and he was saying my mama told me to you know what I'm saying apologize it was like damn the emperor has no clothes right and it's like I always get I always feel that same feeling I feel I saw when I saw that 
when anytime Jay has to go off the cuff talking. Mm-hmm. Like if he was freestyling in the studio, psh, they got that. Mm-hmm. But talking, right. that's when he, anytime he fucks up, right. it's talking on a mic, unscripted, right. in a wild environment. Taking a chance. Taking a chance and really having to think on his feet. Right. He gonna say some shit that ain't gonna jail right. You know right. what I'm saying? Because I think his internal feelings don't really line up with with the persona that he's created. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when he has to freestyle in just some regular environment, it's gonna pop out of him how he really feels. And it's gonna be like, damn nigga, you like that? You're a petty nigga. Or you was a, you know what I'm saying? Or you was a, you was a old billionaire out of touch nigga. Or you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> but at the same time, I would imagine that would make it a little bit, you he would see that person as a little bit more accessible. Some people say, oh, I can't fuck with you because now your persona ain't what I thought it was. But but see, the thing is, is he built his whole shit on the inaccessibility. He built his whole shit on the image that he created, right. not the real, you know I mean? Of course, not the real Sean Carter, but... You know what I'm saying? It's like little shit that pop out. Like in the Nas shit, it kind of revealed that like, damn nigga, you really got to, you really, you either, you got a thing with these women, one. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know what I'm saying? That's what you're going to attack out of all this shit. Y'all matching wits. You're going to attack his baby mama and relationships you have with her and right. that you skeeted on his baby car seat. Nigga, that's weird. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that ain't no real nigga shit. That's some nigga. That's petty. You know what I'm saying? So you start to see, like, little shit. They be like, ah, that don't match up with, you know what I'm saying? If right. I shot you, I'm brainless. You right. shoot me, you fake. It's not as shrewd. You know what I'm saying? It's not as, you know what I'm saying, sure. It's like, it's insecure. It, like, it feels like an insecure cat. You know what I'm saying? In that moment. Right. And so it's like, damn, Jay. You know what I'm saying? Now, if he was vulnerable in his songs, yeah. like say a Snoop Dogg, like a la Snoop Dogg or Scarface, right? Right. Snoop Dogg ate the pussy on the record right, right, and got right, his right. girl fucked by his cousin. Right. Like that's vulnerable as it comes. Like right. <laughs> you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. Like so, whatever happens with Snoop, you're gonna be like, okay, Snoop, you're gonna get through it, dog. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like Scarface, you know what I'm saying? All the shit he went through with the schizophrenia on the record. You know what I'm saying? I had I thought I, I loved her, but then I thought she was just another bitch. Now she's back with her mother. Right. Now I realizing that I love her. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, dog, you gonna be all right. Right. But like you say, Jay on the record is unflappable. Some people, but you know, it's it's interesting because some people take a little longer to get to it. Some people done sold you on the, you know what I mean? And and it also sometimes in my mind, sometimes it creates a bit of distance because. I remember Tracy Morgan saying to me, he was like, Clark Kent was more interesting than Superman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's more nuance to Clark Kent than Superman. Superman is just, you know, he's a fucking superhero. He's flying. He's mm-hmm. da 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 Clark Kent, he's got his insecurities. He's weird. He's, uh, you know what I mean? But he's more closer to the common man mm-hmm. than Superman. Superman is a fucking ideal. Right. You know what I mean? Everybody wish they could be Superman, but... Ain't no real Superman. Right. You know what I'm saying? Everybody a regular motherfucker. So sometimes when you see who you thought was Superman, 
say, yo, I hate to tell y'all niggas, but I was a regular motherfucker at the whole day. You might right. be like, God damn, you got me because I'm out here trying to be super. Right. Or you could be like, all right, fair enough. But again, he's an entertainer. You don't hold that against him. It's just you when you when that entertainer takes it off of the wax and brings it into the real world of, all right, I'm on the record. I'm just talking. Right. You know what I'm saying? About some shit with a motherfucker I might have a little beef with. Mm-hmm. Then you start to see the real characteristics that be like, mm. Yeah. But that that's a real moment. Right. That's like anybody. Mm. Like you see niggas beefing and nigga go to, nigga, I got more money than you, bitch ass nigga. And then niggas like, come mm. on, man, why he doing the money thing? Everybody mm. know you got money. You could have you could have matched with. So mm. whatever the right. the thing that we judging, but, what's a real nigga versus what's right. a petty ass. But nigga. then would Jay be billionaire Jay, best rapper, the goat? Had he revealed his weaknesses and his fears? Who knows? Maybe. Shit. I mean, who knows? Who knows? I mean, at this point, he did now, and I, how much did it look? How much did it cost him? Did you know, what? where someone like I mean, he started to reveal. He's been revealing. Like, if you look at four four four, that's very vulnerable. That's the okay. I mean, you know, what I mean, I mean, you know, as vulnerable as that Jay didn't that did. didn't sell like. You know what I'm saying? But it was it was critically it was celebrated. It's critical, it was critically acclaimed by it, it, the it, scholars. Yeah, the screens. What record nah. played in the clubs, dog? Yeah, but that ain't that ain't the only. That is barometer. the that is the main barometer. That's not true. It's niggas. I know niggas who like niggas love the, the Snoop gospel record. What what I ain't, Snoop gospel record? We ain't talking about that. Snoop ain't ain't whole Snoop. Is playing from Snoop's level right. of of as wide accessibility. Right. Hove is playing from I'm the king of rap. You okay. know what I'm saying? And his vulnerable shit ain't as urgent and popping and hot and this, that, and the third as his his closed off I'm the king of the game shit. To you. I ain't talking about to me. It's just Well, that's what you say. Four 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 ain't sell like motherfucking um uh, yeah, but that's also because you know he was damn near fifty years old. It, it don't, at the end of a, almost toward the I don't say the I, end, I but understand. The end I understand, but it wasn't career. as like you know what I'm saying. It wasn't as popular. Even you said on this podcast when that shit came out uh-huh. that it wasn't the popping shit. Okay, so that's all I'm saying. Right, but I'm not saying that it don't. But I'm not what I don't think I've ever said that it didn't land because I think. In on, on some real shit, I think that might have been one of his projects that landed the most to where it felt like I'm gonna fucking pull that shit up. Yeah, pull and that drop, shit up. Drop quotes. And pull it up and drop <laughs> quotes because I feel like that was one of the ones where you like, oh shit, this motherfucker. Okay, he he a regular motherfucker. Oh shit, that's interesting that he's even thinking this type of way. Oh, he getting expansive because after a while, mm-hmm. especially as everybody get old, everybody that was inspired by the unflappable Superman shit, after a while, niggas like, well, hold on now. You ain't got no neuroses at all. You know what I mean? Like, this shit starting to be, it's starting to become a little unbelievable on a certain level. It's just like, it's just like anything else. Sometimes you want to see the growth. You want to see the growth. Some people are a little bit more vulnerable up front. You know what I mean? That's what made them that's what made you connect with them. With where big could get you in the in the psyche of being without. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, 
You know what I mean? They popping his tag. He like, yo, what's that nigga chill? Fuck, you know what I mean? Like, hold on, nigga. I wasn't always popping or, or the Snoop shit. Right. Where you like, damn, or Ghostface. You know what I'm saying? Where you like, oh, wow, this motherfucker, like, he opened it up for himself. And he gave it to him. Where some people are playing with more bravado mm -hmm. to where they got to stack the fucking deck. They got to get up in points so they be like, you know what? Let me let me go ahead and take these. And Jay won with that. That's who he that's who he was. That's what made him him. And that's what made him ride so long. Right. You know what I'm saying? To be able to do that and be at the top of your shit for that long. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what it was. You know what I mean? I don't think it was in his best in his favor to be as vulnerable. Like I said, when he's vulnerable out in the open in the wild, it don't necessarily work for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I also think too, there's also the age thing. When you 20, when you young, I mean, obviously came in the game like 26, so it's a little later in the 20s. But like, when you young and uh, uh, young and upcoming and trying to secure your spot in a very aggressive uh, landscape, you know what I mean? Of a lot of bravado and shit, you might have to adopt a lot of that shit to gain some momentum. Mm -hmm. To where now you could get your nuance on. You know what right, I mean? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta you might have to feed the radio and the dance floor with some anthems before you could get a little bit more introspective. Right, no, for sure, for sure. I just I just feel like he could do whatever in his rights. He's talented enough right. to do whatever. I just think that in his best interest, he should not freestyle talking in interviews. Right. But he's gonna get better at that at some point too, because you gotta you gotta stumble into it, and the fact that you no, he's gonna nah, get worse. He's I gonna think, get worse because he's because he's he's getting richer and more disconnected. That's why the, the NFL shit didn't land how he wanted it to. Like, oh, we gotta get beyond kneeling without consideration to what that statement actually meant. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because he's as disconnected as as fucking Little Wayne in a whole nother way. Okay, you know what I'm saying? He is a, been a rich nigga since the 90s. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he not touching down with no regular niggas. He got Ty Ty around him who been right with him every day since, right. since day one. You got, you know what I'm saying? The closest thing he got to the streets is the artist that, that he may have with him. Meek or, you know what I'm saying? Nipsey when he was around or whoever else they managing that he might touch down with for a few minutes. But to that point, that's what's going to keep you connected in a way of mm -hmm. like because there's certain people that are disconnected mm -hmm. they ain't even gonna have that conversation they like look but, it is what it is but that ain't the type of connectivity that fucks him up the type of connectivity that fucks him up is just how he really as a shrewd businessman capitalist you know what I'm saying when he reveals his real shit it's not it's gonna sound like something Trump will say or fucking Bill Gates will say or any rich motherfucker who who right. sees the world in a different way than regular people. Right. They will say it and it might be true. It might be actually on point, but it's not going to land how you think it's going to land right. because nigga, that's a disconnected statement to say as the black man in the room of this shit and the black people are the ones kneeling. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's definitely... Time for us to get beyond kneeling, but it ain't time for us to really say that shit in from your positioning. You right. know what I'm saying? Basically, what you're saying is, fuck all that shit. What they doing? 
this is my plan, what I got. You know right. what I'm saying? Y'all aren't going to ride with this shit. Right. And then everybody like, God damn, nigga, these niggas done put their whole jobs and shit on the line. And nigga, you just going to shit on their shit? Because yeah. it's a disconnection. I dig it. And I'm not, my point is, and I, I feel you on that, but I think sometimes when you engage in the conversation, you might say the wrong thing, but in search of trying to understand. Because sometimes you got to say the wrong I thing to know. Already, what, well, sometimes you got to say the wrong thing to realize, oh, you said the wrong thing. You know what I mean? Like sometimes everybody ain't going to move with uh, with the, the utmost precision and know the vibe and read the room correctly every time. Sometimes you got to you gotta get out there but, and embarrass yourself and, like way to be like, Wayne. oh, shit. No doubt. No, but you know I'm saying, you know, but I, my point is. I think the difference is Lil Wayne don't really Lil Wayne is like, look, I ain't even trying to have that conversation. Nah, he you said he made up with twenty one, they they uh-huh. pulled it all back together. Uh-huh. He recognized his mistake. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I think I I don't think Hove even that far off. Hove just don't need to freestyle in interviews. Cause I think his real fucking belief system is more aligned. He he shit, he like he'll he might not be in practice. But belief system wise, he might be a Republican. He could be. You know what I'm saying? He could nigga, be. Got shit. a lot of, you know, <laughs> a, a lot of assets. Shit, I'm a five percenter. Shit, nigga. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? He. So if he's gonna play the game where I'm the people's champ, I am where niggas want to get to. Then his shit still has to have precision, right? And that precision takes planning and takes structure. Anytime he's outside of that planning and structure. He says little shit that let you know that guy, ooh, that nigga might yeah. that nigga might be a little ooh, might be out of touch. Might be a funny style. Yeah, nigga. he, you might, know what he might not be reading the room right, but I think the fact that if you keep if you stay in the conversation, shout out, that is a good podcast. But if you stay in the conversation, you're a little bit more hip to what's being said. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to motherfuckers that's like, look, I ain't even talking to y'all niggas. Well, you know what I'm saying? Some people are politicians and they have to stay in the conversation. Some people just they they not running they not campaigning and they just trying to just be. Yeah. Speaking of running, where you gonna be at this week, man? Man, I'm gonna be right here in Brooklyn. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Fucking doing the day to day shit, working, planning. You know what I'm saying? Working shit out, picking up my daughter from school, uh-huh. cooking dinner, doing shit, regular shit. I'll be on the ground though at Mr. Muhammad. And Twitter at Mr. Muhammad. That's what's up. I'll be on the gram and Twitter doing nothing at D Lemon Comedy. I'll be at New York Comedy Club on Thursday night on the, uh, I think that's the nine o'clock show. Check me out there. Shout out to uh, uh, Vlad Kaman, yo, El Capitan. Right. Uh, Triumvirate. That man going to be on television on the new show, Tommy. With, uh, what's my homegirl's name? Edie, Edie Falco. Falco. Young Carmella. So uh, he's out there and getting big shine in that show. So what network does on? It's on CBS. Word up. You know what I mean? So yo, check that out. I think it's Thursday. I'm not sure what time, but uh, check that man out. What else is going on? Uh, shit, I think that's about it. Uh, until next week, tell a friend to tell a friend, and even an enemy to get in the conversation. We are out. Hello, hello, hello.
seis. 